Welcome to the Save Room Show, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is episode 70. Sir? Wow. So great to be here. Thank you for joining me today, Daniel. I feel like I haven't sat here with you in so long. <laughs> well, you would be correct, sir. Where we have, have you been? We have not said what? Where have you been? With me? Yeah, you. I went to North Carolina. A lot of people ask me uh, when I say that, they go, oh, why? why? <laughs> I'm like, well, then I say Asheville and they go, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Asheville's cooler. Makes sense. Breweries. Asheville's mountains. cooler. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. No, I went there. My family's out there. My sister lives out there. Well, my family is in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, they, they took a flight, they flew, and then I flew, but I flew for much longer, it should be noted. I flew you during flew a red eye. across time zones. I've, across, yeah, well, I'm used to it. That's I mean, true. I've been, I've been to the, the great Ireland before. Mm. Uh, you used to travel a lot for your I last used, company. I used to travel a lot for work, so yeah. it's like getting on a big old sky bus, you know? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you planning this trip was like pulling teeth for you because it was hard sure. enough for you to get yourself to do things with family in Florida. Sure. But to fly across the country to spend a week with them. Sure. You know, we would call that a big commitment. Yeah. Ah, that's a big commitment right there. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, I was like, I haven't seen my folks in two years. It's a long time. And for other families, that would be egregious. That mm-hmm. would be impossible. And so I. Yeah, I fly out to see my family like once a year. Yeah, okay, wow, gold star over here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I went out there, it was fine, it was cool, Stayed, spent a whole week. Mm-hmm. And she lives in the mountain, so I rented a car, but I rented a red pickup. You would. I, I'm surprised it wasn't like a town and country. I almost got the town and country. <laughs> you know what I'm familiar I know, with. I know. You know, but I was like, you know what, I'm not here for work. I don't need to put seats down to stuff uh, uh, boxes full of lame-ass game merchandise into it. No, 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 no. I'm you here. you a truck? To live my life. What? You could have got a convertible. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like, what are you sticking in the back? Oh, of the truck? no, no, Daniel. You're transporting you, fucking Kenny. You can't get a, all of his friends. You can't get a fucking convertible from a goddamn enterprise in front of a Dunkin' Donuts. Let me tell you, you what. You can. You just have to book it no, in advance. No. Or no, they have to fuck up your reservation. They had a fucking pickup truck. <laughs> they asked me, red or silver? And I said, red, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> okay. And he's like, oh, okay. You didn't have to call me a motherfucker sir thank you but that's how they do in the pnw yeah, so. that's how i get it done yeah i got those keys and i drove up and down that motherfucking mountain like 12 goddamn times how was that was that your first time driving at on a mountain yeah no okay. we, we had to move out here to the pnw oh, that's true we did do we that. live on a goddamn I, mountain. I feel like i blacked out that part of my life like <laughs> it was a scary five day drive scary. across the country that was like a 14 hour day when we fucking drove out here yeah too. The, there was yeah. a day where we drove out of uh, colorado we stayed with our buddy brandon and we had consumed up, some edibles and you were just uh-huh. like i don't want to drive i just want to enjoy the scenery and i was coming down from one and it was snowing well, i physically couldn't we were drive. driving out of the red rocks and it was like one of the most beautiful things oh, yeah. but it was so terrifying because i'd never driven like on a mountain let alone an icy mountain so. yeah it was pretty funny yeah yeah you looked nervous i was so nervous i was pretty serene we had a 12 foot fucking trailer full of all of our shit so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i was pretty serene about it cool uh, including my rock band guitars yeah but okay well, so how serene were you on this trip on this trip yeah was it like a kind of a low stress vacation they wanted to get me out to a bunch of breweries mm-hmm. i actually went out to new belgium where they make new belgium they make fat tire oh cool and fat tire they make light. just fat tire <laughs> they just make fat That's tire all. right yeah we went out there and my sister was like yeah i booked you for a tour there uh it's usually paid for but you got him for free because i know a friend of a friend of a friend mm-hmm. of a friend of a friend and i'm like yeah. okay sweet 
uh, how long is it? And she's like, it's an hour. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go by myself for a whole hour. And she's like, I think it'd be really cool for you. Like, she's a very put... When she has an idea that she thinks is good for you, you better make it happen. She's like a pushy planner. Right. Like, you, like this This is the best idea for you. And anything less would this be... This is a gold star idea. You, it's like you would be taking a shit in front of me if you said no. So it was just like, all right, let me let me go. Yeah. She No, she's, she's a great... She's great. Mm. She, but, you know, th- th- this is how it goes sometimes when it comes to family. Okay. That's, so, no, that's fair. So I was like, all right, let me go out there. And then I, I line up. It's hot as fuck, by the way, dude. Humid. You, mm-hmm. me, you remember humidity? I do. You we experienced some of that out here, too. We experienced a little bit. This was a constant bit, mm-hmm. okay? But I'm out there, and the guy, tour guide uh, just says, like, okay, just to let you know, up front, it's going to be a 90-minute walk. And I'm thinking in my head, how much could you really show me for 90 fucking minutes? They gotta dude? show you all. They gotta show you the barley. They gotta show you how the hops hop. They gotta mm. fucking swim you through a vat of beer. I don't know, dog. Like I can, I can pound a lot of Black Mirror in the same time span. Sure. There, you know, I don't understand. Like here's here's a vat, and that's where the beer goes in, and that's where it comes out. Anyone want a sample? And it's like that's what that's 15, it. yeah, 15, 18 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. That's something I feel like I could do, but I could imagine you not wanting to do it by yourself. You like you no. tweeted about it. you're like, oh, it's something that'd be cool to do with somebody. Yeah, that's all I yeah. wanted. Just somebody else out there i'm a i'm a social creature first and foremost daniel mm-hmm. i'm a very social creature if there's right? anything i know about you it's that you're social it's that i'm super social yeah, yeah I'm, i won't jump into a party chat with motherfuckers online <laughs> but I, I definitely you know i wouldn't mind being out there someone you know with someone mm-hmm. you know holding their hand and looking at beer <laughs> just hold- we can do that sometime there are breweries t- i was sick we here. have a lot of memories together yeah. daniel we got a lot of memories uh, going on beautiful mountains <laughs> at this point we're basically civically married we are so. civically married but we're not getting any of the tax benefits for Shit. it so uh i've decided that to incorporate <laughs> this podcast and now we own a business yeah. <laughs> and we'll we're a very progressive couple is what it's going to be okay. all right and club's going to officiate we're going to get in the orlando weekly <laughs> Sentinel. The Orlando Sentinel is what it is. Cool. All right. So you spent some time yeah. with family. You didn't go on a brewery tour. You drove a red truck. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, did you do any gaming while you were out there? Yes. Did you play Fire Emblem? No. Uh, I didn't I didn't grab Fire Emblem. I keep on psyching myself out of it. I keep on saying, like, no, you won't like this. <laughs> and I know that's crazy because everyone's like, uh, of course you'd like it. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. On paper, I don't like tactics. And I only barely tolerate turn-based. So I, I I didn't grab it. Okay. Why didn't you that. grab it? Why the why the fuck is this on me? I'm living on a budget right now. Okay, that's so good. So I haven't that's been buying reason. video games. It's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, so. hmm. And I'm still like a hundred hours deep in a day's gone. So my commitments yeah, are kind are. of like where they are right now. Yeah, you are. Yeah. How you been? What you been doing? You what? Just living? Uh, What'd you do that whole week? <laughs> I had I had a time while you're gone. gone. I worked a bit. I watched a lot of Netflix and movies. Oh, cool. I'm gonna do a segment. that's called Daniel's Five Second Review. Oh, sure, please. And I'm just gonna review some stuff that I watch. Uh, hung out with a new friend, and I played a bunch of Days Gone. So nice. It was a lot of stuff. So I watched a lot of things in no particular order. I watched. The Mist, which was, you told me was a Spike TV production. What? The, the show? The show The Mist. Yeah, you should have done it. that. I got three episodes in and I was like, this is boring. Okay. It overstays I saw well. it all. I don't know why they did it. It wasn't, wasn't good. Um, I started watching Glow Season 3. Really good. Oh, pretty good. Really great. Pretty I like good. it a lot. Did uh, you finish it? I didn't finish it. No, I got like three episodes in. Okay. It's so good. I was like, how can they keep this show going in oh, a way like how that they doesn't feel like reused but no it feels kind of fresh oh yeah they take it to vegas i like it, I like it um what else did i watch i rewatched ozark season one and two because why not um okay was, weird that, that was a fun time i just <laughs> felt like doing it just, I, just I was biding time until mindhunter came out which okay. just dropped on friday season two is really good so far really 
really okay. good. Yeah. I haven't started it at all. They it gets cooking right away with like it's like with the criminal cases and the way they get kind of embroiled into this murder case in Atlanta is really cool. Does he get back with his girl? That's why I watch. No, Mindhunter. unfortunately not. Oh, that's yeah. sad. Maybe she'll show up in like the last episode, uh, or maybe she'll get murdered and have wait to like, that investigate long? it. No. Oh, that's yeah. even worse, Daniel. Yeah, you have yeah, the yeah. worst ideas. Okay, good. And I watched The Conjuring, James Wan's The Conjuring. Oh, did you? It was very good. We watched another James Wan. Film. We did. Furious, we Seven, Furious Seven, last Seven. night Oh my god, it was such a waste of my time. It was such a long movie. Oh my god. You know, I, I used to petition <laughs> for it, and then I watched it in a video, and I was like, this is the stupidest one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Kurt Russell showing up, but the rest of it, like, nah. The plot nah. literally made no sense. So they're chasing this thing called the God's Eye, so they can locate, uh, what's his name? Decker Alabaster Shaw. Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he's hunting them Severus down. Severus Shaw. He's hunting down the crew. Yeah. He killed Han. It was a whole fucking thing. Yeah, he's fuck like, him for that. He's like, I'm gonna kill the rest of the crew. He got the, he fucked up the rock pretty good. Yeah, he did. He, he broke his the arm. shit out of the rock. He, um, he, he, he decked him for the whole movie. The rock didn't show up until, like, the last ten minutes. Yeah, so they get together with Kurt Russell, and he's like, okay, we're gonna get this thing called the god's eye so you can find him meanwhile deckard shaw shows up everywhere they're at so it's not even like they needed the god's eye anyway they go to abu dhabi every fast and furious movie feels like they have to top an action scene from the movie before and this one does a scene where they drive a really expensive car there's only 70 of these Mm -hmm. in the world world. and (laughs) dominic toretto drives it through two separate buildings like 70 stories technically it's three three oh yeah one of the most ridiculous scenes. I'm like, this is dumb. Are you sure? It's not even gratifying in the way that like watching them drag a safe through a city was gratifying. Mm, you're right. That's or watching them break Dom out of jail bus. That's true. So. That's true. Hobbs and Shaw was nominally better than that. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah. Um, I was, think after we recorded last. It was like 38 minutes too long. Okay. Like wow. it could have been way shorter. It could have been fine. Like I was happy with all the elements that did work. It was like rock. Uh, actually, I really don't like Jathan Statham that much. But Vanessa Kirby, goodness gracious. How is she on the on the Kugel scale? Uh, on the Kugel scale, she she's like a good nine and a half, maybe even a nine point seventy five. Wait, is that what it's What's called? What's a the Kugel? Sc- What's the scale where you rate like hotness? Kugel. Are we talking? <laughs> what? <laughs> so there's a scale for like rating peppers and stuff. Oh, she's a ghost pepper. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> hot scale for yeah. peppers. Hold on, I just got to know what this is real quick. We're looking up hot scale. Oh, for the peppers. Scoville scale. The Scoville. What'd you give me? You gave me the Kugel. Scale. The Kugel. I tried. What's that Kugel scale, man? <laughs> so she's a ghost pepper. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so would you recommend? So as somebody like myself who yeah is falling off with some of the ridiculous action moments sure. of the series and the franchise would you think i'd like hobbs and shaw um i maybe Mm. i don't know i have no idea do you like the rock a lot i like the rock a lot my thing my problem with what uh furious 7 was he wasn't in it enough he wasn't in it and he he becomes the glue of those movies later on no i totally agree yeah i i if you like the rock i recommend it It, it's a fun ride Mm. it's over the top uh idris elba fucking catches a car at one point (laughs) really it's insane yeah, I was making a joke. I went to go see it with Brian, and then before mm. I was like, uh, I, I, the signature that's going to happen is that somebody's going to get jettisoned out of a car because they need to get to from A to B, uh-huh. and then somebody's going to catch a fucking car. <laughs> and I was like, the second one was a joke, but it happened. It happened in the movie, so it was just like, all right, all right, all right. Well, people flying out of cars and being caught by other cars happens no less than like four times in Furious it's true. 7. It's true, but no, nobody's caught a car with their own body before. Actually, one guy did, but he got fucking crushed. He got crushed. That, that was, was in what, two? The that second was, one? No, I was like four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, no. Two is when they launched a fucking skyline onto the back of a of a, onto boat. a drug dealer's boat. Yeah, that was a drug dealer's boat. That was a fucking. No, great you're right. Uh, Dom yeah. kills somebody with his his yes. Challenger. Yes, he or does. Charger or whatever it yes, is. Yes, he does. He he crushes that guy's fucking torso. Furious four, man. Yeah, like he almost squirted out a skeleton <laughs> through his mouth. <laughs> Just fucking evaporated his whole body. <laughs> Daniel, let them know who we are. Let's do Actually, some housekeeping. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh if you didn't know you're listening to the save room the only podcast that you got to log into your bethesda.net account with well you can find us in soundcloud.com slash the save room show no, it's the the fast in the podcast the fast in the podcast <laughs> what excuse me the, the podcast in the furious the podcast in the furious is what we are you can find us in spotify you can find us on which they just launched like the spotify for podcasters like out of beta so oh i forgot that it was in beta for like the last year yeah i, I didn't realize okay. i didn't realize at all so but not, like welcome we have launched spotify mm-hmm. and we'll advertise for you <laughs> but they won't advertise for us well if they won't do that then we're also on itunes <laughs> you can find us on google play and stitcher and whatever else dude and sometimes we stream my friend sometimes sometimes we stream you can find my my boy daniel at dungeons and daniels that's where you can find me. That's where a lot of people found me this last week. Twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. Yeah. I didn't want people to think it was Mixer. No. Oh, yeah. I haven't made my grand exodus to Mixer yet. Yeah, you haven't. You yeah. Haven't, I have it. to first start streaming porn to my channel. Oh, we'll shit. Um, yeah, I, uh, I streamed this past week. It was my first stream in a month. Cool. Some days gone. It was a lot of fun. A lot my, of that going around. A, yeah, we're having fucking freaker fever around yeah, the apartment. Around these parts, um, man. But it was a good time. It was a really good time. I had the usual suspects: Dave, Chelsea, Vargi. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was there? I don't think Tyler Mann was there. Yeah, that was it. But they hung out with me the whole time. But the numbers, like, it gets to the point, like, where they start. I'm like, you'll see one or two people, just kind of, you know shuffling in like a sunday church service over here okay when does it all start and then fucking it gets up to like six and then nine and then ten and then i had been averaging pretty consistently like 10 to like 13 viewers like throughout the entirety of the stream i think my max was 17 whoa and that's huge for me look at shroud over here holy shit i was like holy sponsorships coming i could be a days gone pro when are you gonna be like you know walking in here with a monster uh uh, jacket huh like one of those (laughs) racer jackets you're gonna be all strapped never. in. You'll never see me wearing one of those. I don't care who who endorses us one day. If it's Monster, I'll are, wear a are hat. Are we rolling in some DX racer chairs in here? Ooh. My dude's getting big time over big time, here. Big time, big time stream. Which partner? I got son? chat commands. Yeah, like, uh, while I, you were gone too. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I got my night stream bo- elements. Yeah, well, uh, I think it's stream, stream elements. Labs? It's through Nightbot. Nightbot. Yeah, Nightbot got a little despotic on the last stream. I don't know what that means. Like a dictator almost. Okay. We're like, I guess I hadn't toggled some of the settings and there is a thing where it will ban people who spam like too much of the same thing, whether it's emotes or something in the chat. And Vargi was saying bye to everybody. And I think it was either Chelsea or Dave. They put a bunch of hearts in the chat like oh just God. a bunch of them and nightbot was like no you can't fucking do that you're banned Banned both <laughs> yeah, of them? like it, it basically deleted all the chat that like they had put in and like gave them like a five second Holy ban and i was like shit. nightbot what's going on yo these algorithms are on a tear yeah. man nightbot They're has like a, a power thirst i could understand that would make sense if you had like hundreds of people mm-hmm. watching you like eight thousand people watching you at once yeah. and it's like oh fuck they're all putting they're all putting um uh, what do you call the what's the thing eggplants yeah they're gonna put oh, eggplants yeah. <laughs> in your chat just an endless string of eggplants yeah, yeah. well i went and i fixed it because i was like i can't have that like I, nightbot doesn't like love but i want to be able to show vargy that we love him nightbot, at least. nightbot doesn't like love nightbot hasn't learned how to love 
Yeah. But I, I played a bunch of Days Gone. I actually played cool. a shit ton of that while you were gone. I put probably another 20 to 30 hours Jesus into it. Christ. I'm somehow not done with it yet. I don't understand how that's possible. I played this game for no less than like 60 hours. I am, I think like three or so main missions from the end. Because I was checking my like uh, story trophies. Mm-hmm. And I have one left and then I have the beat Days Gone trophy. So oh. I'm pretty close to the end. Well, good goddamn. Yeah. I, fi- I took out my first horde. Holy shit. I was shit. rolling around in freaker shit, taking out hordes. How'd you do that? Did you get a nuke? Did you get like a little nuke? I wish. No? No, they give you, you like a recipe need? for a certain type of weapon that I actually didn't even end up using oh. to take them out. Like I only had one and it requires so many other things to like, because you know how you can craft stuff on the fly. Huh? You, it requires like a growler and um, kerosene and all that you shit. You fucking growlers. It requires like a bunch of styrofoam you have, like, too. growler fever these days, I mean, man. Whatever. Welcome to the growler room. Welcome to the growler Daniel. club. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's referring to a growler that I keep bringing to the local tap room and filling up with dark beer. You got it in Leavenworth, if you know what that means. It's a place. Um, and then what else did I do in the game? I, I just played a shit ton of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm having fun yeah. hyping it up for you because I wanted you to get back into it. And the game really does get better the more... I wanted to talk about that. You can see the story through because it feels like it, it pads itself so much with mundane routine side quests and like cyclical shit of like doing the same. We talk about this all the time. Same ambushes, same mm-hmm. bounties, same burn this nest, same do this. But like the beats of the story are so fucking good. It's a shame that like the game doesn't let you just kind of like mainline them. Yeah. Like, it really forces you to... Golden path them. You, yeah, there's yeah. no way to, like, just golden path the game, and it's just, like, it could have been such a leaner experience if you could. I'm having... By the way, I, I streamed on twitch.tv slash herb if you want to jump over there. Uh, I'm having a better time with its systems than I thought that I would, because when you do actually put up, you know, like, upgrades into your endurance or put skill points into endurance or the other thing and mm. just you make your life a little bit easier like being able to fucking stealth kill a breaker for instance oh, is so cool pretty neat and being you know you're like you're less you're less noisy like your bike can be less noisy if you mm. get the right parts like i like i like that shit and so it, like going through and taking out nest and taking out fucking rippers who are basically the ravagers from serenity mm-hmm. but stupid. but they're on ketamine yeah they're on ketamine <laughs> they're fucking taking some like meth you know <laughs> one of them spit like fucking pcp into my face during a cutscene. you have like a hallucinogenic fucking knife fight with them <laughs> yeah you see sam whitmer just get a fucking mouth blast like a like the, a redneck dilophosaurus just spit its pcp in your eyes what the fuck <laughs> You gotta fucking knife fight them. This game gets great. It gets great. Like, I have a better... I'm having a better time with its systems, and there's something a little, like... Maybe I've been having um, less anxiety or less, like, oh, if I sit down doing something rote, I'm just gonna get caught in my head. Mm. Because I've been having, like, kind of a peaceful time just going around the virtualized P&W in the Mm. game. Like, it even made me want to go to Portland. I want to go to Portland again. Driving through some of those, like, mountainscapes or some of the areas or hearing them name drop, like, Deschutes or fucking Iron Butte, it's like, oh, these are cool places that, like, we've been through. Or, like, we went to Deschutes Brewery, and I'm like... Yeah, it makes me want to go back to Portland because it's such doesn't a cool, just, scenic place. Doesn't it just yeah. make Like, even do the drive there with the big old trees and whatnot. Oh, it's so beautiful. Maybe we should get some motorcycles and make this happen, dude. You want to get some uh, fucking motorcycle fatigues and get arm patches and Yo, hats? dude. Who's Boozer and who's going to be Deke? 
I do not want to be Boozer because I don't want to shave my head. <laughs> I don't want to be Boozer. He looks like a fucking head. eyesore. God. We'll get you a bald cap and we'll just draw on it. His head looks like a skate pipe, like all graffitied up and shit. His character design actually offends me in the way that like Furious 7 offends me. He's a good man. He's a great man. He's a great man. He just loves dogs and his knife hand. He's your brother. He's your brother. You know? He's your brother. No, So I'm running... I think my copy's broken. I gotta tell Sony Ben that I broke I broke my copy of Days Gone, guys. If you could just come back and make the booze man good again. <laughs> what happened is I have one mission where okay, I have a mission and Booze Man's in it and he's doing some farm work or some shit at, at a certain point. Spoilers, he lost his goddamn arm. I think we'd already discussed We talked about that, that like show. a month yeah. ago, yeah. He lost his goddamn arm, but like he has a prosthetic with a fucking knife at the end of it. And I'm like, oh, that's hmm, very apocalyptic mm-hmm. of you, Booze Man. And then I get a mission where Ricky's like, hey, you know, or, or no, you go to Ricky and you're like, I want to do something nice for the booze man. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? I want to get him another arm, you know, give him purpose and whatnot. And she's like, all right, go get these fucking parts. So I do this whole mission. And of course, you got to beat up some like freakers and whatnots and da, 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 okay. da. And you show back up and there's a whole cutscene where he's like, oh, my God, this arm is great. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, I think I sat on your floor and watched that because there was a scene where he had it, then he did it, and then he did it again. And I was like, what is going like, on? What is happening? This out-of-sequence mission shit. Did the game get out of sequence? Did somebody forget? <laughs> is the game so long that they couldn't fucking properly play test it because nobody got to that goddamn portion of the game? I think it's your copy and your console because, like, I am not having that same sort of weird choppy experience. Um, what's there was a, a moment where you walked into a room today. There was no furniture. Shit was just floating. <laughs> yeah, like, the notes and stuff are floating in the air. Yeah, sometimes that happens, man. It's a big old buggy open world. But I've been I've been getting more absorbed in it. I'm 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 okay with what Sam Whitworth is trying to do. I'm still not 100 percent sold because like some scenes, the way he decides to emote, mm. I'm just like no rational human being yeah. would go from like dour to happy and big and like it's just strange his range is all over the place and some of it doesn't seem like an a like an appropriate emotional response no not at all not at all the only time where it seems kind of fine-tuned is like in the scenes with sarah like the flashback scenes those are fine i guess uh there i got to that one scene where they're in the chapel he's having a flashback of Mm -hmm. engaging this chick and then like a part of her vow she was like oh by the way i'll give you back this ring if you promise to ride me as much as your bike and like an inside joke and it's like um (laughs) (laughs) is that an inside joke yeah there's they say it before there's another scene like a few hours later what's like a flashback deal where they're like going on a date and they talk about it what the fuck? Show me the date first, dude. Yeah, right? It's, it's weird how even that happens out of sequence. The whole game is out of sequence, yeah. and I don't understand, but it's fine. It's fine, because I'm getting I'm getting into the action. I'm out there with my sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. I'm getting these fucking headshots galore. I got my damage floaties on, which apparently you don't have turned on. Yeah, it's really weird seeing damage floaties why. happen like in a game that it's, it's not happening. For, yeah, well, I get that, but it's just I'm not experiencing it, that. It's so. to keep me from translating the violence in the real life. Oh, the damage floaties got to be it there. It keeps you grounded. Yeah, yeah, it keeps me okay. grounded. <laughs> yeah. So now that you've spent more time with it uh and i even said like as the game goes on the story gets deeper and the world opens up and you encounter like more enemies and the variety of enemies and you're doing different things like doesn't it get like more engaging and fun like are you having a better time with it gets it? more engaging and fun i'm getting in the better like even the set pieces seem to get better when you're like w- like swarmed by rippers and stuff whatever mm-hmm. whether they are at one of your friendly encampments or just out in the wild in one of their stupid outposts where they're apparently like worshipping freakers and shit Mm -hmm. and burning themselves yeah that's a shit of a thing one of those set themselves on fire and then hug you and you gotta deal with that for a little while listen they're just worshipping their down god yo fuck these guys but you know what I'm I'm glad I'm getting through it Mm -hmm. I'm glad 
glad I'm, 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 I'm seeing more of it because it's 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 kind of thing that I want. And it begs the question, I want to see more open world horror themed games. Mm-hmm. But like shit that's not just zombies. Oh, freakers aren't zombies. Get out of the room. Get out of the room. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. And I feel like zombies are the one thing that you can ground an open world experience in. Like whether it's like, yeah. what, Days Gone. Dying Line. Dying Light. Even Dead Island, Dead as goofy Island. as it yeah. was. Yeah, just like Dead all Rising. These, yeah, Dead Rising and all this shit. I'm just like, cool, 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 cool. But wouldn't it be cool if it was like some eldritch horrors and shit? That would be cool. Some fucking like... Like mystical cosmic shit going on? Yeah, cosmic horror shit. Like give me an open world Bloodborne game. Give know? me an open world Bloodborne. I mean, you know, I kind I like the world of Bloodborne sure. enough as is, but give me or or give me some shit where it's like a Silent Hill but open world, you know? Yeah, like you pitched this to me. I want that. I want a Silent Hill that's open world where you go from place to place and you actually have to upgrade yourself and maybe you can't get through a thing mm-hmm. and there's more discovery. I don't maybe know. Maybe it's just too hard to ground an experience like that because like I feel like for an open world game you have to hit the same motions yeah and like okay well how do we keep like unless it's a fucking open world that like is procedurally generated and weird shit happens i think it's also hard to keep it scary you mm-hmm. know like uh days gone relies on its survival mechanics and all that and like you know what to be fair i don't find the game especially scary i can mm-hmm. get surprised by like a bear knocking me off my fucking bike yeah, once in a while but there's like, a few moments that get scary yeah. in the later half so it's like unless you're like you know uh, using like claustrophobia or isolation in order to do that shit mm-hmm. stuff that's not typically found in open world games I wonder how you keep it scary because you know I was playing uh, Resident Evil 2 over the weekend because you know as you do mm-hmm. and I was noticing like having that curated experience is how like you have very focused horror like every moment is meant to kind of unnerve you or mm-hmm. elicit an emotion and like that's more difficult with like hey it's just this open city i think if you do it like treat it like zones like you have a an open world that maybe is ravaged by this fucking eldritch demon god and you have to mm-hmm. kind of like save people or rehabilitate the land in between but like if you like say there's seven areas and they have specific fields like kind of like monster houses oh. or like where you kind of have to go through and like do certain things maybe there's fucking ghosts in this area maybe there's fucking like swamp monsters in this area or fucking i don't know like you know just shit and they can fine-tune it to a different horror experience maybe one is more claustrophobic maybe one plays with your senses maybe one plays with sound you know there we go it's coming to epic game store <laughs> exclusive uh, pretty soon it's gonna be a save room industries exclusive man <laughs> we should make this we should fucking do a game, game pitch <laughs> yeah we just did a game pitch we've we done one in a while world horror game with some fucking like some lovecraftian elements to it I'm about there's it. different zones to it different monsters of the kingdom you know and all the monsters could be based off of whatever the boss monster is. So now we're getting some kind okay. of like Breath okay. in the Wild shit okay. where it's like the different creature bosses that you got I to take fuck down. With it. I kind of fuck with I could fuck with this so it. hard. What do we call it? We should call it something like really catchy. Like fucking Bone Down. Bone Down. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the, the tap. Bone Down. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay. Eldritch Quest. Eldrixville. Um, another thing we also streamed, we just have to kind of do a quick aside about this. What? We played some Overwatch over on your stream. Oh, I got nuts. They launched Roll Queue for console this past week. Oh, thank you for reminding yeah, me. Yeah, it was kind of a big thing that they had on PC. They were testing it out on those servers and PTR. Yeah. And they brought it to console. The whole new comp season, I think it's what? It's either season 17 or 18. I don't know where we're at doesn't right now. doesn't matter. 18, we'll say. The numbers don't matter. Um, the whole season now is basically based off of role queuing 
Uh, if you guys don't know what that is, it basically roll locks you into one of the three classes. So you're either a tank, your support, or your damage DPS. I think it's damage. Yeah. yeah. So damage covers like defense characters and then offense characters basically. Okay. Um, and you have to individually place for each of the classes. So before, when you played as whatever you wanted, and you would do ten placement matches. Now you do five placement matches for each class, and it kind of gives you a ranking individually based off of them. That's all. right, everybody. Yep. Fifteen placement it's matches. It's ridiculous. You remember when it wasn't fifteen? <laughs> you dumb bitch. It's fifteen. We did it, and we even found out that the placement matches, like in normal comp seasons, they don't matter because we placed right where we left off in kaplan's universe nothing Nothing matters matters. not your feelings not your hopes ambitions Mm -hmm. so we played around with it a bit yeah it was fun it was cool we felt like matches were going by really fast because i don't know as it implies it's balanced it's really balanced and it forces somebody to just be like yeah okay i'm not gonna do a last minute hail mary but it's like that's kind of the the lack of fun there Mm -hmm. right not to say that I dislike it. I do like the idea of roll queue, mm-hmm. but you know, being able at the last minute to switch to a bastion when you've been rocking like mercy the whole mm-hmm. match is just like a fun little game changer. I've had so many matches like that in the three years of the game's life yeah. that I've done that and changed the tide of the match. Like we've gone right. from losing to winning. Yeah, you know? and so... it just kind of disables that level of play. I know, and they got to think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how do you foster that experience too? Or because it's like, it seems like with roll queue, you, like you get rid of that idea completely. Oh yeah, I know that's maybe how they do it on like the pro scene because they definitely tailor a lot of it to like the esports and like the PC community and this and that. And I know it's more role based in that that regard, like two two two. But it like, is, yeah, it is comp. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it it's not. Comp. It doesn't extend to quick play. It's just in the comp right now, and it is just right. in beta. So like, it could change. It probably will change because people are gonna bitch about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure the bitching will be there. The bitching will be there but regardless, I, Daniel. I like because say it's a team of like you, me, and a third person, like you, me, and Chelsea, or you, me, and Dave, or whatever. We can have that sort of symbiosis and kind of like on the fly chemistry of like, okay, this isn't working out for us. Maybe I'll switch to tank. You switch this character, and like the flow reorients, and then you can turn the tide. But you can't do that now. Yeah, you can't do that. And it also makes you choose your class before you get to see the map. Yep. Which is, I know Jeff was like, oh, I want you to be able to play any hero anywhere. You can play Torbjorn on any map. It doesn't matter. That, that's he's, the Overwatch dream, he's Daniel. Made for every map. Are you saying you don't see Jeff's dream? I just say, like, sometimes I play a character based off the certain map. Oh, no, just, he doesn't want that. I feel neutered in the he process. He doesn't want that. Jeff doesn't <laughs> does, Jeff didn't want to, doesn't, he don't want to hear that. He doesn't want to hear that, Daniel. Get out of here with your fucking Overwatch propaganda. <laughs> Getting in here that's like thinking that, thinking that the character plus map combination matters. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Next, what? next I'm going to say Battleborn is a better game you know oh my god propaganda oh my god (laughs) there's still like an underground movement you know for battleborn it's there i had these two customers that came in the other day one of them was wearing a mccree shirt and the other was not even ironically wearing a battleborn shirt wow and i wanted to have a conversation with them about it but i was like no i don't want to open this box (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) that's where that went yeah i I did not approach it at all i was like video games what are those real quick though do you like playing a sigma now you've gotten your hands on them He's cool. He's kind of interesting. It's always different, like, talking about a character before they come out versus playing them, obviously, because hands-on experience, it's the whole fucking thing. But I like that he has a shield that you can project in any direction, basically. Um, And it has a a health bar to it. And you can basically endlessly shoot it out at any distance. You can control the distance of it, too, which is kind of neat. Yeah. And you can do it infinite times until the uh, shield breaks completely. And then there's a cooldown for it. 
Uh, that's probably one of his coolest abilities. His damage output is kind of like, whatever. He has an attack where he can soak up damage, and it gives himself shields. And then his ult, I'm still not, like, I can't really wrap my head around it. He there's, lifts people up. Yeah, there's like a gr- uh, radius, and you do it, and it's gravity, and boom, you pick people up, and then you slam them down like you're the rock, and it's this whole thing. It's I, killed me once. I don't know, does, does it carry debris in in it as well? Because I, I know so. he has a debris tosser uh, move. It, ha- it has to carry something in it. Some sort of like field of effect damage. I haven't played as him. Everyone yeah. fucking selects him in every fucking match. Mm-hmm. Which is gonna happen. Which happens whenever a new character comes out. It's, it's like, hey, you wanna play as Doomfist? You can't. You can't. Yeah. It's not gonna happen for like a month. Everyone else is gonna do it. You gotta play it in <laughs> fucking practice mode or whatever. There's only one skin where he wears shoes and that's the one that I'm rocking. You like that one? Yeah, it's the Talon one. Yeah. He actually looks really cool. He's got a mask on. You're going against the developer's wishes. Fuck yeah. I feel like. Put shoes on that motherfucker. Wow. Yeah. All right, you want to get into some news? Yeah, dude, let's get into some shit. Let's cool. get into the main meat. Let's do that. Before I do that, though, I want to do a quick shout out. A new album dropped by uh, somebody known as Mikkel. He is a German yeah. hip-hop producer out of Germany. He does uh, shit for Game Chops. They're like a big um, like Game label Chops. for like video game uh, soundtracks and whatnot. They basically do like hip hop beats with like video game themes and stuff. It's pretty tight. I got into one of his albums uh, earlier in the summer called Zelda and Chill. So fucking good. But this past week, he dropped an album called Pokey and Chill. And it's basically like a really cool, like laid back, ambient, like hip hop Pokemon album. Oh. Got some cool themes going on. It's really neat. Oh. Check it out. It's on Spotify. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Listen to those chill, chill beats. Yeah. If you like Pokemon, if you like Lavender Town, if you like the title theme, it's all there. If you like stuff and have the capacity and the will. I've always been into that shit. Like, I grew yeah. up listening to OC Remix. I don't know if you know what that is. Yes, I do know. Overclockremix.org. It was a God whole online community anyway. where, like, uh, it was user-generated shit. And people could just upload, like, their remixes of video game themes. It was always the fucking Donkey Kong it swimming theme. <laughs> little, little bass and drums edition. <laughs> so tight. But, yeah, this is this has kind of been my continual love of, like, just video game remixes and reorchestration. So, it's good shit. No, it's good shit. That's good shit. I'm going to listen to it on the way to work. Okay. All right, Daniel. Well, before we get into the gamer news here... I am bringing back the quick hits. Oh. I know you didn't want any of the quick hits anymore. You really didn't like them, but here they are. Twitch accidentally promotes porn on Ninja's old channel. It was a little algorithm accident is what happened there. And apparently he was very disgusted because Ninja has a squeaky clean image. He's he's playing Fortnite for the kids and Christ, basically. I, I think don't it's know. I don't know re- what his religious standing is. I don't care. Ridiculous. Something Scandinavian. Or is he Swedish? Is he Swedish? I think he's Swedish. Are you thinking of PewDiePie? Oh, I'm thinking of PewDiePie. I don't know one streamer from the, the next. Yeah. All I know is the Red Urban Dungeons and Dungeons. Yeah, they all blur <laughs> yeah. together for you. Okay. I don't know how Twitch let this happen. It um, is ridiculous. And not only that, they were also promoting other streamers on his channel. Yes. Like so that channel that he has curated. That's how they got in trouble. And put time into and built a community around. Why don't you shut the fucking channel down? It. Like that's he left a mixer, man. Like why is it so, I guess, and they weren't even showing his past broadcasts. Like I said, they were promoting other streamers, which I think it's like a cool idea in execution. I think it's a cool idea if he endorses them. 
exact well yeah maybe maybe it's something that he selects but it was as apparently this account like knew that if they got enough traction they would somehow get on there <laughs> and it happened first of all there's that supposed to be porn yeah they Twitch. go people go there looking for like fucking ninja highlight reels and they get a fucking battle royale orgy yep with riley reed or some shit <laughs> i mean let's be let's be completely fair about this yeah shouldn't have happened no completely funny it's really it's fucking funny. funny that's fucking great I, I just think it sucks that he had to come out and apologize and no. do all this stuff it's like no twitch should have really fucking fallen on that a little they, harder they did they took it down it's no. all gone it's all gone now what, what else do you want them to do there's always gonna be porn daniel are you anti-porn i'm not anti-porn no i'm for the porn you're either pro ninja or you're anti-porn <laughs> what side are you on i hope to god you pick the right side of history <laughs> The next thing on here is Bethesda has released a patch for Doom 1 and Doom 2, the classic editions, that lets you skip Bethesda's sign-in screen of Doom. Wow. Now, I put this in here because I ran into this shit on my trip to mm. North Carolina. I downloaded this fucking game in order to play it on the plane, and I thought that you had to do, like, the one pass-through, whatever. Mm. I get I get on the plane, and it's like, nah, you're in airplane mode, you need to shut that off. We need to get on the internet. I'm just like, if I'm on an airplane, I'm not going to shut off airplane mode. <laughs> There. I'm on an airplane. Yeah, that's what it's for. So I couldn't play that shit in the plane. I ended up playing uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance again. Mm. So thanks, Bethesda. Your negligence. Thanks, Todd. Your anti-consumerism got me. <laughs> you caught me on that. No, it was whatever. Mm. I was just disappointed. But hey, glad they fixed it because Doom actually is fun. Cool. Played original Doom, getting there with the shoddy Boombalati, doing that work, mixing it up. Oh man, it's good stuff. Does it get you hyped for Doom Eternal? I don't know. That's coming out like what November? October. October? Or oh, it... before Halloween. Yeah, yeah, before Halloween, right? Okay. Be- I don't know. It better be before Halloween. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta yeah. be hype as shit. Cool. I mean, and it also needs to come out before Luigi's Mansion 3 takes over that sales but goal. It's gonna take all, all the mindshare for Just Halloween. All the mindshare is <laughs> gone from Doom Eternal. People are like, Doom a what? Doom a what? No, I'm hanging out with Gooigi. Yeah. Okay. I hear he fucks in this I mean, one. He definitely fucks. Uh, speaking of Nintendo fucking, uh, Nintendo says it doesn't have an exchange program for Switch owners that want to upgrade to the better battery life model. Rumor had it that anyone that purchased the old shitty piece of shit model after July 17, 2019 were eligible for exchanges if they contacted Nintendo. Maybe that happened. Maybe it didn't. It's not an official policy of theirs. Why would there be an exchange program? Exactly. No, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I guess people felt jilted that a newer edition came out so if you bought it this year maybe there's some ground in that where it's like hey you maybe you maybe buy your fucking old wear mm-hmm. your old mm-hmm. hardware mm-hmm. out here sitting mm-hmm. on target shelves mm-hmm. i want that new shit i want those 30 plus more minutes so that i can't play doom one on a plane thank you bethesda here we go with the fucking gamer entitlement again yeah, you, you take that? that old fucking battery life switch you shove it up your ass gamers and then you get yourself <laughs> a new one you use that as a butt dongle and you play your fucking fire emblem three houses on your new battery pro don't even worry about it is what i gotta <laughs> yeah, say don't what worry are you about talking it. about it's why are you serious. coming at nintendo so hard <laughs> why you, all they want to do is just foster foster nintendo's your enjoyment tr- and your joy nintendo's trying Nintendo's trying. Everywhere except with their eShop. Listen. And their online, uh, what is it, Nintendo Online? Ooh, that's what I didn't write about (laughs) on here. There's a a patent for a fucking SNES slash Joy-Con controller doohickey Mm -hmm. for the Switch that got leaked, which almost indicates that there's going to be Super Nintendo games available for the switch is cool. it going to be a la carte is it going to be part of the eShop bullshit program who knows mm-hmm. rumor also has it this is a rumor of a rumor to a rumor that there will be a tiered service so you pay more to get those snes games 
you know so instead of paying 10 for a year it's 15 a year i don't know how i feel about that you feel well i would pay five more dollars for access to an entire rotating library for that and that's how they get you that's how they fucking get you daniel but like where do they stop okay 20 bucks you get n64 games 25 exactly. bucks you get gamecube games 30 bucks you get wii games i pay 60 dollars a year for ps plus dog yeah that's true, that's true i pay 60 plus no i feel like there should be like an all in like all inclusive yeah, kind of fee kinda, for a year i well yeah you know what i'll pay it I'll pay it, goddammit. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but honestly, if they told me it's like, hey, it's 30 bucks a year if you'll get fucking like up to GameCube games, I'd be yeah. like, yeah. Okay, so outside of... Eternal Dark... Hang me. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. Eternal Darkness on the goddamn Switch, Daniel. Sure. Eternal Darkness. Yeah. Sanity's Requiem on the Switch. What's that worth to you? I don't know. It could be a test beta for a new horror open world game. It's worth a lot to me. It's worth a lot to you, yeah. It's worth a lot to me. What were you saying? For somebody who only used Nintendo Online for Tetris 99. It was a good time. I don't regret uh, it. When have, you, when have you touched it last? When have you touched any of those NES games? What do I touch mostly? Myself. That doesn't matter. Different arguments. <laughs> two different I don't give a shit. <laughs> I want my fucking Eternal Darkness. You want your Mario Sunshine. I want, my, want... I want my Mario Sunshine. Okay, we fair. need to get to fair. GameCube. We need to go through these these tough years ahead of us, okay? I wouldn't mind if they got it at least to GameCube. Just get it to GameCube. I'll pay Alucard for that shit. I don't care. But Super Nintendo games would be fun. Yeah. What's your favorite Super Nintendo game? My favorite Super Nintendo game? Mm-hmm. I like a lot of them. Super Mario RPG. Okay. I forget what it's called. There's a subtitle for it. Something of the Seven Kingdoms. That's a good one. Uh, Super Mario World. It's pretty great. Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Right on. It's a pretty good one. It's a good one too. Baby uh, Mario the game. So good. I forget what that one was called. <laughs> yeah. It was just Baby Mario the game. No, wasn't it Yoshi's Island? Sounds right. Yeah. I want Donkey Kong Country mm. 2. Diddy's Conquest. That's a good one. Okay. Super Metroid. Super Super Metroid. That sounds fine. Are we just naming games? Is I that think, what well, yeah. We're just naming games at this point. Toy Story the game i got another one on here for you daniel this is another quick hit the last quick hit the 13 year old streamer who won three million dollars at the Fortnite world cup was swatted he's alive by the way uh kyle bugga bugha bugga i think it's i think it's kyle bugga gearsdorf was streaming on twitch to 38,000 people when police raided his home but were called off when an officer that lived in his neighborhood recognized him because he's the only boy to to get three million in his neighborhood, probably. That's a quick hit, man. That's a quick hit right there. Uh, he's like Willy Wonka of esports. He's Willy Wonka of esports. Wait, was Willy who, who? Who? No, he's Charlie. He's Charlie. He's the Charlie of the Willy Wonka of esports universe. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming to YouTube, Red. <laughs> um, gamers, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. Be better to each other. Stop swatting people. It's Stop not cool. Each it's other. not funny. It's not really. People have been shot. Somebody it? actually died. Yeah. Somebody died. Like, That's enough reason not to do it anymore. Like, can't you just fucking hang out on Reddit? Just post memes? Like, why do you have to swat? Like, why is that funny? Nah, they took away 8chan from these fuckers, so now they're all upset. Mm. Yeah, I think they closed down 8chan. Yeah, but aren't there other, like, chans? Isn't there, like, fucking 7chan? Probably other chans yeah. that they can just migrate to. Whatever. Wasn't that in the wake of, like, the shit that happened with, like... No, I don't know. Never mind. I was don't gonna worry say, about it. I was gonna say THQ Nordic, but I think something worse had happened. Um, that caused them to check it all one of the three mass shooters that occurred like back to back to back okay. was uh, apparently found like posting on, there it is. on hn or whatnot yeah you're right yeah he right, posted right. his like manifesto on there or some shit some bullshit like that so enough reason to shut that down and also stop 
fucking swatting people. Yeah. That's not a hard concept. If I'm going to swat somebody, it's going to be with good vibes. He was a fucking kid. What? If Okay, hear, hear me out. It's a different kind of raid. I'm going to swat you, dude. Yeah, the fucking yeah. strippers are going to show up. They're going to have candy go. and your favorite beer. It's going to Yo, be a fun time. Can you swat me with some Papa John's? I want to swat dude? you with some... I'm going to swat you with fucking Zen That would be so enjoyable. You're going to love it. Because I don't want to have to... Oh, yeah, Zen Key's pretty good. Yeah, I had Zen Key yesterday. Maybe maybe shit so all morning. Yeah, it was a massive log. Hey, so we got some news going on here, Daniel. Okay. We got some gamer news. But, so they're not quick hits. No, they're this not is quick gamer hits. News they're real the hits. They're real hits. Gamer news for the gamers. Okay. There's, there's three items on here for you today. Lock and load, sir. It's a fucking trifecta. It's a tri. It's a triforce. Because that's a video game reference. That's as a good well. one. Yeah. Metroid. <laughs> Number one on here. Indie developer refuses Epic Game Store exclusivity. Previously on this important show that everyone listens to, that's Save Room. And what, can, can we do that like yeah, one time? Like God. previously on the Save Room. Previously on the Save Room, we've discussed developers' reasons for taking Epic Games exclusivity offer. Now we have a story about why a dev didn't take the irrefusable offer. Unfold Games was approached by Epic to have their psychological horror title, Dark, that's D-A-R-Q, isn't that cute? Become an exclusive to the publisher's storefront. Unfold rejected the offer before compensation could even be discussed because, as the developer wrote on Reddit, they didn't want to disappoint fans that had been waiting for the game to release on Steam. Oh, they saw the fucking red flags of ooblets and the porn yeah. and ultraviolence in the Discord. Gave them like, no, gave no, them no. Pause. <laughs> they're like, I don't want to see swastikas in my inbox yeah. for the next 10 years, so let me let me just go and do this. Here's a quote from the dev. Uh, I felt going for an exclusivity deal would show that my words mean nothing. Or that my word means nothing. As I had just promised the game would launch on Steam. Besides, Dark Page was on Steam since November 2018, and a lot of people patiently kept it on their wish list since then. I thought it was a bad idea to disappoint all those people and prove to the world that my announcements mean nothing. End quote. <laughs> wow. That, you know, that, that's some stern words. This guy reminds me of fucking Matthew Lillard in like SLC Punk. Like fucking damn the man <laughs> don't be a fucking conformist do your own thing yeah you're saying that like just as uh matthew lillard grew up and became a lawyer and mm -hmm. ended up sucking the tea to the man that you think uh unfold games here is going to eventually end up on epic uh with one dude, of their titles? it's not punk to have an exclusivity deal and make money that's punk. selling out you're right it's not punk it's not punk at all dude like they were gonna look at dark and be like that's a fucking sellout game that's a poser game oh my god dude it's not worth it, right? Yeah. When the developer asked about releasing on Epic as a non-exclusive, the publisher declined and told them it wasn't something they could do at this time. <laughs> Did they get a little jilted there? It's, it seems like it's something they could do. I don't yeah. know why they said no. They're like That's exclusive weird. or bust, motherfucker. Did they send lawyers to this guy's house? Maybe. I wonder what it was. Maybe yeah. the deal wasn't rich enough. You know? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe uh, fucking what is it? Steam was like, hey, we'll give you a better deal. They didn't give him any deal. Or do you really think it was the f the 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 fear of like fans coming at them and like thinking that like they were selling out or you know not being true to the now, ethics of their product? Daniel, you know me. Mm -hmm. You know Kevin. I like to think the best of people. I like to be super positive and super optimistic about people's intentions. Mm -hmm. And in no way would I want to think that the developer of Dark was doing this as some sort of publicity stunt in order to foster good graces and maybe heighten sales mm -hmm. on Steam specifically. Okay. I would never say that with my words. I wouldn't. But Jason Trier did on fucking Twitter. 
<laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, seems like a really good move. In fact, that saying no in itself is almost a form of advertising because mm-hmm. of what the current condition is. I mean, you would be crazy to look at this shit. Look at the hate that Ooblet's got that we talked about in the last episode mm-hmm. and, you know, be like, uh, maybe it would be better for me if I just, you know, continued the course on mm-hmm. Steam or whatnot. And I don't know that it's a complicated conversation because we talked about it before why an indie dev would want to go to Epic after, uh, especially this kind of circumstance, advertising on Steam, which we've seen before, by mm-hmm. the way, on certain pages. Yeah, it's like well, it's about sustainability. Maybe it's the difference between that dev being here tomorrow or not. You mm-hmm. know, so I'm not going to give anyone shit for making a business decision. And apparently, saying no is just as valid as a business decision. <laughs> so sure. can't really fault an indie dev thinking maybe in the back of the head they're like, hey. I'm going to get that those fucking good, good gamer brownie points because mm-hmm. people are jumping and giving like the game good ratings and shit on Steam already. Yeah. It's so annoying. Right? It's so fucking annoying because we've seen in the case of like Borderlands 3 and fucking Zombie Army 4 and Ooblets, people are review bombing just because of the platform that these developers have chosen to go with. And now we're seeing the fucking inverse where it's like, oh, well, because people hate Epic Game Store so fucking much, mm-hmm. uh, well, let's give them good reviews because they're doing what's right in the eyes of the gamers. But Daniel, huh. I would feel like a hypocrite mm-hmm. to say that, you know, this is a shitty or, or conniving move or anything. It's just a business decision. Mm-hmm. If I say that it's okay for a dev to go to uh, mm-hmm. Epic game store just as they are to say no to epic game store mm-hmm. both are valid choices go ahead and do your shit do maybe, whatever you need to do yeah maybe they just saw something in epic that like wasn't for them you know much like uh how do i do the approach i don't know um a, a band they're approached by a label you know and they're like okay cool we saw the studio we saw what you could do for us but this isn't for us you can make those value calls and propositions mm-hmm. for yourself because like you want the integrity of your product to be represented in the way that matters to you and sure. you want the fans to also feel supported by your decisions and you know you want that sort of harmony. And, you know, also they probably saw what's happening to all these other devs. The review yeah. bombs, the hate. I know. I know. So. Like, no one would want to go through that shit. And I can't blame anyone not to go through that shit mm-hmm. because gamers are finicky bitches. Every single one of you is a finicky bitch for one reason or another. And some of you are louder than others. Well, I don't want to deal with that either. Have we even seen the point yet where a game launching on Epic has been affected in a sales way? Because, like, yeah, there was all that shit with Borderlands 3, but that game's not even out yet. Metro sold better than it would have. Like, exactly. It, it sold better than its predecessors on Steam, mm-hmm. like on the Epic Game Store. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see it as a problem. Again, I think it really is, it's a vocal minority, and I'm not going to say that the vocal minority has, like, bad points, mm-hmm. or they're, you know, j- yeah. like, whatever. Whatever decision that you decide to make to inform your dollar, go ahead and make it, dude. Just don't, like, attack people for it. And don't... Mm-hmm. The vehement response is what I have a problem with. I'm fine with people going like, you know what, I'm not going to support that because I don't really like uh, Epic's business business practices versus I'm going to outright harass a dev <laughs> endlessly. Mm-hmm. Like, again, the Ooblets thing still gets on me. But, like, it's – in this instance, I'm like, fine. Do whatever you need to do, Dark. Awesome. Your game looks okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked fine. It's all footage of it. It looks okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what did stick out to me, though – from uh, Unfold's uh, little little post, they did a Reddit AMA, 
was, yeah, imagine a game that was advertising itself on Steam for many months and then just, like, switched to Epic. Mm -hmm. I think that one makes it a lot messier of a break, you know? Yeah, which is what we saw happen with Metro Exodus. Right, like, could you imagine a game being advertised on the PlayStation storefront, like, every time you logged in and then one day it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just an Xbox exclusive now. Sorry, guys, you're not going to get, you know, whatever game it is. That'd be weird. You'd feel, like, strangely about that. It'd be like, what the fuck? How did that happen? Why why did anyone allow that? And it's like... I, I get like to an extent nobody could know beforehand like you just sure. kind of assume because steam has been the ecosystem for so long it's i'm gonna release on steam mm-hmm. in order to get to the gamers yeah no i would i would feel a little jilted by that but yeah. again we're talking about platforms versus consoles yeah launchers versus the actual yeah. things that you put money into so true. okay hey fucking dark it was supposed to be on steam oh it's gonna be on epic well i'll just download this new launcher that's it that's it yeah that's it that's it. You want to play the game, you want to support the devs, buy it there. You know, it's different. It's different than like saying, oh, fucking Days Gone was advertised on PS4 and I was stoked about that, but now it's an Xbox One exclusive. Yeah. You make a valid it's point, different. my friend. So I was but, just thinking of a game called Maneater that's coming out exclusively for Epic. That's the one with the shark, right? That's the one with the shark. Fuck it's yeah. a shark PG. Is that Devolver like Digital? I don't know if they're. It seems like a Devolver jam, yeah. but I don't know that it is. I mm. want it to come out for console so bad. Be cool. God, I want to be a shark. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> is that your spirit animal? Yeah, 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 Sick. yeah. Anyway, do whatever you need to fucking do, indie devs. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. I think people just need to be more tolerant of what companies decide to do in order to, like, if it's not hurting anybody, you know? But it's that gamer entitlement. It's the entitlement as a consumer to be like, well, whatever decision they make, if it's not one we want, it's one against us. Yeah, that's a tough stance, huh? That's a tough stance to work with. Yeah, I don't like being that way about, you know, Mm -hmm. just media that I consume. I just kind of wait for cool media to come out. Mm -hmm. And however it decides to release, I either engage with it or I don't. For instance, if they release some, like, cool shit on nbc's new streaming platform mm-hmm. well i made the fucking financial decision that i don't want to have 15 different streaming services so but, yeah you that. made a value proposition for yeah. yourself and that's all you gotta do i guess i won't see chandler's uh own <laughs> show his, his friend spinoff i was pissed back in 20 i don't even know what year it was 2016 maybe 2015 you've been alive so when long. rise of the tomb raider first came to xbox as a timed exclusive oh yeah instead of coming to playstation yeah. 4 i thought that made more sense it's a playstation 4 property sure the original one launched Launched on there and it came to critical success why wouldn't the next one be a fucking exclusive it's a weird move it was a weird move but they did a time deal with xbox whatever maybe the money was there and then eventually when it did come to playstation it came as like a 24 uh, sorry it was a 20 year anniversary tomb raider rolling with all the fucking dlc and all his content and there was even an edition that came out that looked like the old style like ps1 jewel case mm. so like it, it was fine to wait in that case i don't think I, you could buy that edition actually i think it maybe went out to like games media. yeah yeah. But, like, that was corrupt. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> corrupt games media. <laughs> so, I don't know. I didn't get mad. I didn't dox people. I didn't fucking go and swat Sean Layden. And, or, no, sorry. I didn't <laughs> He's go unswattable, out. dude. He's unswattable. You <laughs> I, couldn't swat Sean Layden if you tried, dude. I meant to say Philip Spencer. Fucking Dredd would you know. show up and just plug you two in the chest, one in the head, and I'd be like, where's my friend Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> you never do that yeah you never do that yeah well we'll see a lot more vitriol one way or another it's just interesting because like this is like the reverse Mm -hmm. where it's like oh people are really really supportive of someone's decision to actively not be on there but you know what he's actually doing nothing (laughs) he didn't have to do anything to like not be on the epic Mm -hmm. game store so 
Where did they pull this statement from? Was it from their website or? He was on Reddit. He was he, on Reddit. He, okay. he stayed on Reddit. He did an AMA. Okay. So it wasn't even like it was a big like Twitter rollout announcement to like really get like clout. No, it, no. It was just like, a, hey, mm, this is what happened. Boom. Just fucking happened, huh? Mm. Buy my game Dark out now for Steam. <laughs> Maybe consoles. It looked cool. It's like a, it plays with like a basically perspective. It's like a side scroller that where like the environment changes and like fits in the puzzles and shit. Look mm-hmm. cool. Got a little spooky vibe. Kind of Tim Burton-y. Yeah. I don't care. Games are games are games. Games are games. Number two on here, Daniel. I got some bad news for the industry. People just what? can't seem to fucking stick around. This is the CSU. Lead producers keep leaving their companies, Daniel. Anthem's lead pr- producer, for instance, Mr. Ben Irving, announced his departure from Bioware last week, having served the studio for eight fucking years. Irving wrote on Twitter that he's optimistic for Anthem's future, probably being one of the only people that is, stating that, quote, there is a great team working on it, and I look forward to following its progress and playing it from the sidelines, end quote. (laughs) Irving leaves behind Bioware Austin, the Texan branch responsible for online games like Star Wars The Old Republic, and he's going to be joining another game company. Hmm. Oh, he's donezo. He's gonzo, dude. I wonder what happened there. Oh, who knows? Well, it certainly won't happen again. Oh, wait a second. Perhaps feeling the FOMO of a good walkout, a 12-year veteran of Bioware left the uh, behind the Edmonton branch. Uh, Fernando Milo was the lead producer on the next Dragon Age title, codename Morrison, and also served as senior producer for Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2, both games in the Dragon Age series, if you didn't know, Daniel. Hmm. Milo is leaving Bioware to explore ideas for the next phase of his career. So, they dip set. We've heard some strange things about Bioware. Mm-hmm. I know Schreier, Schreier came out with some less than favorable working conditions mm-hmm. that surround Mass Effect Andromeda and even Anthem. The stretch casualties and all that shit. Yep, stretch... It's a hard one. Stretch casualties. Stretch casualties. Stress casualties, I, which I've only ever heard for, like, fucking, like, high-octane, high-pressure jobs. Yeah, like, oh, you're in the police force, you're in the fucking military. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, fucking breakdowns these uh, i feel like there might have been some internal stressors or pressures maybe from ea or elsewhere i mean anthem has had a very troubled development mm-hmm. cycle very rushed development cycle and now it's post-launch has been kind of rushing to pick up the pieces cataclysm came out and it just kind of came out with a little bit of a not even like a wet fart yeah just like an admirable nobody's talking about that so i couldn't blame irving for wanting to step away from that and kind of maybe spread his spread his legs in a in a space spread those spread his toes that maybe there's less pressure maybe you can you know be a little more creatively free and all that other stuff and then for this other dude this other dude is like after 12 years he's like all right guys good night I hope it's not telling of, like, what's going on with Dragon Age 4. That it's more of the same for the dev staff and mm-hmm. whatnot. I I really don't know. And maybe and maybe it doesn't... Hopefully it doesn't, like, preclude some sort of, like, you know, bad news for Bioware overall. Mm-hmm. Where maybe that these leads, like, caught wind of it first. Where it's like, oh, shit. EA is going to fucking shudder, like, one or more of these studios at some point because of how the games have been performing. Maybe. There's three of them, right? You know? Like, Mass Effect is on the back burner right now mm-hmm. after it's uh, kind of a critical dud with Andromeda. Mm-hmm. And you know, Anthem didn't do great. I'm going to put that out no. there. Did not do great, especially for the image of the studio. I don't want to hear that, though. I want to hear that Bioware continues its fucking legacy because Bioware is such an important part mm-hmm. of, like... Just the industry, you know, when you go through the history of the industry as well. Fuck. Fuck. 
I mean, yeah, we always talk about Bioware. It almost seems like with rose-tinted glasses because it's like their legacy seems kind of like, well, as legacies are, it's behind them. Uh, what, like the last great thing that we probably really clung to that they put out was what, Mass Effect 3? Yeah. They have a penchant for good storytelling amazing storytelling actually like whether it's fantasy That's or sci-fi signature. or playing in new spaces and narrative design choices mechanics like they really broke a lot of new ground there in like the ps3 era but i feel like they've been shuffling i would say They're, 360 era well yeah PS3 because mass effect the original was an exclusive That's to true. The 360 they struck a deal with microsoft in blood mm-hmm. it was a blood strike it was a blood strike <laughs> But I feel like they've kind of been shuffling into like the next gen era, sure. struggling to make a games a service, struggling with EA. Well, anyone with... struggled to make a game on fucking Frostbite. That's true too. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I feel that, and that it's just one of those things where it's like it almost feels like a writing in the wall situation. But I mm-hmm. hope that's not true because like they're especially they're still planning Dragon Age Four yeah. to come out. You know, I want I I, I want to see. I don't want that to be like the absolute salvation of the studio because I want to see other things from them. But if mm-hmm. it has to be, fucking yeah, you put all your chips on on Dragon Age. It could be because Dragon Age brings people in. I think more than that is true. More than Anthem probably did. More than Mass Effect Andromeda probably did. Mm-hmm. Like Dragon Age Inquisition was a fucking critical success for them. That is true. People love that. That game. is true. Now it's part of every fucking sale. Mm-hmm. For some reason, EA games like go the route of we will always be ten dollars for a PSN sale. Yeah, like Need for Speed is always on there, on, on there. or Battlefield Hardline was fucking five dollars for eight years. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. What if they make the jump? They're like, all right, fuck Frostbite. We're gonna use Unreal Engine. All right, we're going to Epic. I think that would be that would be crazy, crazy good, crazy good for that mm-hmm. staff, crazy good for the development time of that game. We might see it faster. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't see any problem with that because motherfucking Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is not being developed on Frostbite. Mm-mm. You know, they like I think EA's waking up. You know, they're getting their head out of the fucking sand. They're saying, we need to stop being a shitty evil corporation. Start being a good evil corporation. Which studio is putting that out? Is that Austin? Respawn? Oh, Respawn. Respawn's doing Star Wars. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of... um, No Bioware, baby. The other one, Old Republic. Although, fuck, dude. Yeah, you would think. Like, given, like, their pedigree with the series previously, Mm -hmm. uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which were fucking phenomenal. Like, like, why wouldn't uh, Bioware be handling a goddamn Star Wars? Just tells you how the... Oh, the times have turned, man. Uh, different type of game, though, too. Mm, fucking, you could easily make a Mass Effect-style game in the Star Wars universe, and I think Bioware would have been more than appropriate to handle it, but, like... You could, but the, they... the fact that they weren't even on the roster to take on one of EA's Star Wars games tells you That's true. how much faith they had in that fucking studio. But I feel like a lot of these publishers that are on Star Wars games don't know what they want to do with them anyway. I mean, look at the shit that happened with Amy Henning getting pulled off a fucking rack pod racing game. I pod racing? <laughs> now that's what I call pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> they never made a sequel to the first one. They did. Did they? Came out on PS2. I don't remember. Like, uh, nobody remembers it. Nobody remembers mm. it. It's time to bring it back and bring it back harder than ever. From Criterion Games oh my comes Anakin's Potter. No, no. Uh, what's his name? Is Anakin? No, no, no. Watto. Watto's Watto's Podracing. Watto's Revenge. I like it. Anakin. Now, Daniel, it's not over yet. I'm sorry. Not to be outdone by Bioware cronies, Halo Infinite's creative director Tim Longo set sail from 343 Industries, stewards of the Halo franchise since 2012's Halo 4. Kotaku writes that Longo's exit is part of a leadership shakeup meant to meet the needs of the game. 
the game is very needy right mm. now. Longo had moved into a different position just a few weeks ago before leaving 343 altogether. Microsoft says executive producer Mary Olson will now take over as lead producer, while the creative vision of the game will be led by Chris Lee. Hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting. That game's supposed to come out in a year, dude. It is. And then one of the lead guys... nothing from it. It was like, bye. I worry that Halo Infinite is going to be another Anthem situation where it's like, they're probably rushing to come up with a story and mechanics and it's all going to happen in like the last six months. Oh my God. I I do worry for Halo. I do. I hope, you know, we all worry for Halo, Mm -hmm. right? Halo 5 didn't exactly set the world on fire. You know, it's not like it's something that we're like talking about. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be a part of like Microsoft's most critical IP, this in Gears of War, seemed to be at this very just like plateaued field Mm -hmm. for both franchises where people... just like it's not as hot as it used to be mm-hmm. i i want to see something interesting out of infinite we talked about it it's got to go like the destiny route or mm-hmm. something anything that isn't just oh it's a battle royale <laughs> like just give us something that really carries forward this uh legacy i really hope there isn't like a last of the ditch chief. battle royale add-on there might be uh, i i would not be surprised that there would be a mode that that's battle royale-ish call of duty did it mm. fucking Fucking Mortal Kombat did it. No, it didn't. But Tetris yeah. did it. Yeah, Tetris did do it. <laughs> Tetris did do it. Yeah, I I don't know. It could be anything. I wonder what the production's like uh, behind the scenes of those games. Probably very... Uh, I'd imagine that Microsoft has a lot of say over that studio. 343? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they own them. Yeah. They, they established them just to make Master Chief piss journeys through the stars. I gotta wonder if there's a separate level, level of pressure that comes with that sort of exclusivity, though. You know? Yeah, I would imagine because like you look at things in their baby, you know. Yeah, you look at things that happen with um, God of War and like Sony Santa Monica and like Shuhei coming in and be like, I hate where this game's at. Mm -hmm. Like to have to hear that from like the fucking head of the company, right? Like shit, this game isn't where he wants it. Are we gonna get canned? Can we keep doing it? Got into a fist fight with Corey Barlog. Yeah, fucking smacked him around in the snack room. And then fucking Barlow came up with the Leviathan axe. That's true. Took off Shuhei's head. That's true. They got a cyborg in office now. And that's when Sony Japan finally respected (laughs) Sony Santa Monica. That's how you earn it in the game industry. Just a few decapitations away from being at the top of the chain. That's all. That's all. (laughs) That's all you need to do. (laughs) Yeah. Resignations are always tough, but best of luck to all these people in their new positions and their new endeavors. Scary thing. Scary thing to take on a new life journey, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if you've been with the studio for like that many years and it's like, oh, fuck. I'm going to move on. Either I'm going to make something like, I don't know big or the studio might go under like it's very it's just a very volatile uncertain industry Mm -hmm. right now so it's like god damn well it almost seems like staying with the studio can be an uncertainty and volatile you know like they could stay with although any of those bioware studios and ea can like you said shutter any of them you make a good point you're very astute you're very observant but it's just like you're with a certain team for eight to 12 years you get a bond with them you learn how each other works i imagine game dev is not an easy process not the communication of like from coder to level level design from this to that from narrative to make it all work is really fucking difficult yeah and then being under the pressure of a publisher Mm -hmm. saying that you need to hit milestones and shit doesn't just shape together like until very late in the stage i wonder where halo's at because they did not show any gameplay for a game that's supposed to come out in what october of next year what is it like is it like an Maybe you're right. Maybe it's another anthem. They're just like, fucking, we didn't even code Master Chief Pants yet. We don't know what this game is. That's what, 14 months out? Oh, man, I don't know. I, I worry. Do you, do you think a game like Halo could ever stand to be delayed? 
Yeah. Okay. They've delayed Halos before. Have they? I don't. I don't know. I don't know much about because I'm not like in the. I've Microsoft got a tattoo family. for every Halo delay. Sure. <laughs> I got the skull and crossbones <laughs> from Legendary mode <laughs> every single time. Just running up my inner thigh. Cool. So you know then. Just uh, kissing my taint. I don't know any Halo reference, so I <laughs> you assume nothing. you have a very colorful tattoo collection on your anus. You, you could have just like made a Starship Troopers reference, and that would have landed in the same uh, oh, same yeah, ballpark, yeah. I think. <laughs> hey, I got a number three on here, Danny. Sure. We, we, we got to cut on along as go. much as I want to. You got to go. We got to go. We gotta get this going. one's going to be fun. Sure. Uh, Capcom is inviting players to test a new Resident Evil game, but it won't say what it is. Did the Capcom captain get his official invite? The Capcom captain? Yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna take you for a ride! So they didn't give you an invite? No. Because I saw the sadness in your eyes when you did that. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't give oh, me a bummer. They didn't give me an invite. <laughs> I didn't get it. I don't know if I'm part of the ambassadors program. I don't know what that means. Like, is that part of RENet where they're still tracking my stats? Like, how many fucking headshots have I gotten with Claire Bear? Yeah, how many cockroaches have scared you? How many, how many times has the cockroaches from the morgue scared me? <laughs> how many lickers lashed their tongue? And <laughs> it's like, wow, these metrics are really compelling, Capcom. Uh, so Capcom, the purveyors of survival horror and monster hunting and Mega Manning, invited Japanese players in the Resident Evil Ambassadors program to test a new title in the series. Hmm. That invitation has now been extended to U.S. ambassadors, but only in person at a select location in Los Angeles or New York in late September. The invitation says the game is in early development and requires feedback from passionate fans, except for myself. Mm. If selected playtesters will have to arrange their own transportation to the event and will not be compensated beyond <laughs> bragging rights, but not before their non-disclosure agreement ends. I can't imagine that they can talk about this game as soon not as they play it. Not at all. Uh, what could the title be, Daniel? Chattering suggests it could be anything from a sequel to Resident Evil 7 to another online spin-off in the vein of Operation Raccoon City. In possibly related news, Capcom is set to make a game announcement on August 19th as a part of Gamecom's opening night live event. So that's tomorrow. That's this tomorrow. is going to be old news by it's the gonna time. It's going to be old news. Yeah. They're going to reveal fucking Resident Evil Remake 3 with online multiplayer. We can get in there. One of us can play as Nemesis. Another one of us can be a Doberman. I'm going to be a bird that crashes through a bus window. I want to be Nemesis. You want to be Nemesis? Yeah, I want to be powerful. Yeah, I'm going to be very, you're going to be very powerful with your tentacles coming out of your butcher's outfit. It's going to be very good. Why you've done this twice in this episode? Just sucking up. Those stuff. are tentacle sounds. Just sucking up yeah. stuff. <laughs> Is that a tentacle I'm sound? feeling the call of Cthulhu. You feel, you feel that Cthulhu? <laughs> yeah. What could this be, Daniel? I would I would assume that they would be confident in a Resident Evil Three remake. Yeah, but I don't or think even that's what they're like, working on next, like Resident Evil Eight, Biohazard Two. However, they're going to market that. I feel like they'd be confident in that. I don't want to think they're making an Operation Raccoon City <laughs> too, but like I feel like it might be a new play space, whether it's online or different well, type of game. I heard it wasn't an external dev. I heard it was actually an internal team mm -hmm. at Capcom making it, so that gives me some hope that people are familiar with uh, who are familiar with the development of Resident Evil Two mm -hmm. or even Seven are a part of this project. Okay. Whatever the fuck it could be. Listen, Operation Raccoon City. Mm -hmm wasn't a bad idea on paper it just didn't have enough love to it man you know imagine the the solid fucking gameplay of re2 mm -hmm. but they give you like that kind of expanded like maybe a competitive shooter or or a co-op shooter or some something online ecosystem mm. that's always been like the like something that capcom has wanted to do for resident evil all the way dating back to the ps2 days with mm -hmm. fucking resident evil outbreak which you can play online 
I want to know what it is. I hope it's actually just a cool spinoff of RE2. Have they done this before? Uh, what? Like inviting special people out to like play test like new ideas or new games that they've had. Is this a uh, common thing they pro- do? Probably. Okay. Studios have done this before. Sure. I'm not, I'm not, I can't name a specific time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's a time that DMC4 needs well, some testing and they got a Dante stripper to really just like wax a pole in I, front of us. I just don't gamers. remember hearing about this like before RE2, re- like RE2 Remake was announced yeah. or like Resident Evil 7. Yeah. You know, it seemed like those games they kind of released with confidence. Little very quietly. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not sure what's the, the point of it. Like, you know, they, they're they're playtesting it just to get, like, feedback from it. So it's like, hey, it almost seems like you're doing something risky with the series. Mm-hmm. Or maybe something that they don't know is going to, like, hit well. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, um, apparently back in the day, the, the fucking... You remember the Harry Potter game leaks? Mm-hmm. That was apparently from a leak testing group mm-hmm. that was like, hey, what do you think of this game? What is some feedback? So it's not uncommon to hear this shit. It is maybe uncommon to get like a wide invitation like this mm-hmm. spread about. But we live in the information age, my yeah. friend. I don't think they need to pulse test for RE3 Remake. Like, they know people want that. Yeah. They already polled on yeah. Twitter. People want that. I think it's an online game. It's, yeah. I, maybe something like um, asymmetrical multiplayer or some shit like that. <gasps> I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. Maybe a games of service type Resident Evil survival horror dealy. What if it was like a survive together kind of kind of mm-hmm. deal, you know, where you're a bunch of cops in Raccoon City. I, I think I've pitched this like mm-hmm. in four different variations Probably. before on this show. But th- that would be cool. I'd be into that like a co-op resident evil using a lot of the familiar mechanics of what they established in re2 why am i thinking of like friday the 13th the game but like resident evil but you just want like nemesis chasing yeah and you all have to kind of band together and stop them or if not like you fucking get like eviscerated or fucking torn from anus to mouth i'm not like a a big fan of asymmetrical games i'm not either but like they're kind of in like left for dead was the only one that i can kind of tolerate and it was mm. always more fun playing as the the hunters than it was like mm. the zombies it's true so i i don't know i don't know i hope it's something cool i hope it's something that isn't just like a offshoot side shoot kind of we're gonna put some money into this and forget about it mm-hmm. release it episodically if they do it, I would want it to be... I would want it to kind of stray away from the grounded approach that the mainline games are taking. Like, maybe make it a little more action-y, make it a little more fast-paced, mm-hmm. more combat-intensive. So you want Umbrella Corps? Nobody wants Umbrella Corps. Nobody wants Umbrella no, Corps, Daniel. A, that was a fucking mar on all of Capcom. <laughs> it was. It was. Somebody tried to tell me that it was going to be better than Operation Raccoon City. That person was died. it a GameStop advisor? He died. <laughs> he ate his own words and he choked on him. <laughs> he died that day. I don't know. We'll see what it is. Maybe we'll get that announcement at Gamescom. Maybe we'll hear nothing. Maybe Capcom will just announce more Monster Hunter DLC. Who knows? Who knows? I wouldn't mind if they were like, "Hey, here's a fucking twenty dollar Resident Evil Two Mercenaries mode or some shit." Oh my god! Give me that. That would be so fun. Well, we talk about it all the time. Like, make the game but co-op. Just make the know? game but co-op. Just do it. Maybe that's what they're testing right now. It's like, hey, what if you could be Claire and somebody else can be Leon mm-hmm. and somebody else is Mr. X chasing these bitches around? Oh, man. We just made a game. Well, they did it a little we bit with three like games the, in this episode so far. Like the Survivors DLC where they played around with different ideas, like yeah. using environments and like kind of like horde modes. Like when you're in the fucking gas station, you have to survive a hundred fucking zombies. Yeah, it would be interesting to see more support for that game. I'm not expecting it, though. I mm-hmm. feel like they're kind of well and done with RE2 mm-hmm. to, like, have some other expansion come out, like, this late in the game. Okay. Like, I, I don't I don't know. If anything, it would be standalone, you know? Yeah. So, we'll see. I want more mercenaries, though. 
Give me Mercenaries Universe, where it's every fucking character oh, wow. from every fucking game. Every single one. Krauser, <laughs> Leon, The Merchant, Ada. Chris. <laughs> like I said, The Merchant. Pierce. <laughs> Who is the one? Carlos? Chief Irons. Car- Carlos. Uh, Marvin. Marvin Branagh. <laughs> Marvin would be so good. Marvin be very good. Enrico. Sherry. Chicken Shit Vickers. Gotta bring Barry back. Uh, Alf- Alfred... And then the snake. Just the Wes- snake. The yawn. <laughs> the yawn. <laughs> anyway, Daniel, it's mm. time to get to our topic. Tots, 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 tots. Tots, 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 tots. Oh, we're going to get sued. Yeah. We have to throw away our bullshit veneers. No more funny ha-has. No more funny ha-has, Fuck, man. I spoiled them in the, the first hour and 20 minutes. I didn't you do did. anything good. I didn't They're say anything gone. funny. Fuck. Nope. Nope. Now you don't get a chance to because we're talking about the violent video game debate. Mm. 2K19, buddy. Banana. This shit's back in the rotation, the discourse of what's going on. Why? Because we did not suffer through one shooting. We suffered through about three in a fucking two-week span. Mm-hmm. We're two getting... of those were within like 24 hours. Right. It was, what was it? The Garlic Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the El, El Paso shooting. And then there was another in Ohio. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? fuck so back so back to back that we're just like desensitized to it Mm -hmm. it's like it's not a surprise when it happens anymore but of course because that the politicians need someone to point to go like oh fuck the nra they're paying me well to do Mm -hmm. they're in trump's back pocket they go they go hey video games are what's doing it this violent fucking media is what the problem is right right much like in the late 90s with columbine they blame violent music they blame marilyn manson they blame video games then it's like they need a sort of like scapegoat you know? I mean, Antichrist Superstar is a good album. There's like, that's not like, you can't really use that as like a mm-hmm. thing to, to blame anyone for. Maybe, maybe like, what does music sound like if you do a bunch of heroin with Trent Reznor? <laughs> yeah. Like that is, that is like, I blame that. But that's, no, not, that's not, not like, but here's what Trump, Trump is saying about video games, by the way. I've collected some of his words and that's <laughs> never something that I want to do on a Sunday. Never no, make me do that This is a tainted again. document. <laughs> it's already, we're going to delete this doc immediately after. So right after the El Paso shooting, uh, the, the orange decided to say, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video Video games that are now commonplace. It is too easy today for troubled youth to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence. We must stop or substantially reduce this, and it has to begin immediately. End quote. Now, uh, that's a very familiar statement because mm-hmm. he said basically the same thing right after the Parkland yep. school shooting in 2018. His quote was, I'm hearing more and more people say the level of violence in video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. End quote. Also, uh, he's been on this train of thought for a while. Back in 2012, you can find the motherfucker tweeting, uh, quote, video game violence and glorification must be stopped. It is creating monsters. It's a punchier way of what he said uh, basically this year. Yeah, so that that is the conception of games, mm-hmm. that if you're playing Call of Duty, oh, wow, you're just going to want to do that in real life. You can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we lost our ability as a society to distinguish between not reality and reality Mm -hmm. that's news to me then again trump doesn't live in reality any of his fucking days so it kind of makes sense that he would think uh fucking video games could do that to a person well there was a knee-jerk reaction that kind of happened as a result of this the shooting in el paso was at a walmart and there was a kind of a movement internally for Walmart to take down just advertising for violent video games and stuff like that. 
Yeah, they took down all this advertising. Of course, they didn't, um, you know, remove their guns mm. that they sell. Did you know that in all of these shootings, a gun was involved? I thought so. I didn't think it was a rubber chicken. That I was kind it was of a, a gun. consistent thing there. Mm. Not really that, but... There was an instance, I think, it might have been another shooting at a Walmart or somewhere where after it happened, certain Walmarts and areas raised the gun buying H to 21 specifically. So oh, get there was sort of like a response to that where it's like, okay, maybe we can do something internally to stop people from leaving here with a gun. There are other avenues and venues, obviously, pawn shops, gun shows, illegal means or whatever, whatever. But Walmart had made a, a step to at least stop it. I think there could have been more of an approach that was in line with that versus what they ended up doing. There was a little bit of a scare, too, because one Walmart in particular, somebody walked in and saw that the video game sections were completely cleared. Mm. And then IGN reported that, yeah, we reached out to Walmart and they said that they're taking down like all of their games yeah. for some reason. And uh, after they published that, Walmart reached out and goes like, oh, no, 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 we didn't mean that. There was some confusion. Mm-hmm. We, we have no policy to like remove our games and da da da, da. Just the uh, advertising. And then IGN got into a bit of a stink yeah. about that. Kotaku had to do a follow-up on that and yeah. all that shit that happened. It's like, oh, yeah. man, what a, what a misstep. Yeah, it was it was a strangely passive aggressive headline. I remember it was like, "No, Walmart is not taking down sales of video games." I mean, how do you fuck that up? How do you not yeah. just talk to a PR person or somebody who's in charge of advertising or any of that and just make sure you get it? Because it seemed like it was a fucked up miscommunication. They went through their process too, and like what they like when they asked questions, they were just getting like very kind of like non transparent quotes mm-hmm. from Walmart representatives. Where it's just like, wait, what does that mean? It was just very unclear. Mm-hmm. But they still ran with the story because they did. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I, I would have been like, uh, we didn't really get like a solid confirmation. Here's yeah. exactly what they said instead of like basing the story of like, yep, they're taking down games. You know, but that's that's where we're at. Yeah, I won't blame Walmart for their reaction and kind of having to react in the moment what happened you know raising the gun age at that point when that other thing happened and in this case taking down violent advertising because it's like it happened at a walmart the el paso Mm -hmm. shooting and i feel like they really did need to kind of pay respect to that and do something in the moment probably not having a good time when it comes to image-based shit there you know and um i will also point out i remember when i was on uh, vacation north carolina my dad was watching fox news of all fucking things i was like what are you doing what the fuck he was like no your enemy and i'm like what the no (laughs) you don't have to suffer through their reporting like you're gonna get nothing but lies and be like oh yeah i heard this on fuck no but there was this fucking politician in texas talking about it on tv and like he directly said oh the shooter was living out his call of duty power fantasy Mm -hmm. like said those exact words you know, like, looked at a game and was like, no, that's the reason. That's the reason he killed. Not that he... Well, first of all, the, the killer actually said, like, I was targeting Latinx people. Yeah, didn't he do a whole white supremacist hate speech-filled manifesto sure that did. landed on fucking 8chan and Reddit and, like, yeah. really spelled out, like, yes, this is white supremacy. This is hate-guided. This has nothing to do with fucking video games. Really didn't. None of it. Really didn't. And, mm. you know... Wouldn't be a surprise that he'd be emboldened in the country where our president refuses to denounce hate groups Mm -hmm. like white supremacists. Mm -hmm. Almost like you're enabling it, huh? Yeah, like he has these fervent followers who really are emboldened and emblazoned by like his platform. He does nothing to dispel it, nothing to stop it. He's only perpetuating it. So every time this conversation come up has come up and it's come up my entire life ever Mm -hmm. since I've been in the video games. uh, What is the correlation between? Violent video games and violent people Mm -hmm. and violent adolescents, actually. Mm -hmm. And researchers always come out of the woodwork and go, hey, we have an answer for you. (laughs) And here's what the researchers are saying. Here's an example. Uh, Quote, we found a whole lot of nothing. 
That is from an Oxford University researcher by the name of Andrew. Oh God, Prebolsk. That okay. I, I can't even very do Polish. That. I don't know. Yeah, he told that to NBC News. Uh, Prebolsk published his study in 2019 titled "Violent Video Game Engagement Is Not Associated with Adolescents' Aggressive Behavior." Mm-hmm. The study was conducted with 1,004 participants. In case you wanted a, a wide dearth of people, there mm-hmm. they're primarily age 14 to 15 in addition to their caretakers. Uh, the expected result, which is based on public expectations, was that teens exposed to prolonged periods of, of violent video game play would exhibit aggressive behaviors afterward. Guess what? This result did not manifest. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. That's a strange one I mean, there. yeah, you have a sample pool of uh, 1,004 people. Mm-hmm. You know, you figure something would show up, but no. The, Actually, in the case where violent media does affect people, it's point zero 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 one percent where they are very they attribute their behavior to this sort of media. You know, mm-hmm. it, and it's a hard thing because it's like I think we've we talked about it before. Maybe a violent impulse or an aggressive thought mm-hmm. does not mean it translates into an outward behavior yeah. or action. You know? we, we had this conversation at the tap room the other day where you asked me, like, do you think uh, violent media, video games and stuff can, in fact, like, affect people and make them do these sort of things? And I'm like, well, yeah, violent media can affect people, but it really comes down to, like, the individual. How impressionistic are they? How likely were they to act on violent impulses in the first place? Sure, you can say that video games are, you know, violent. Because they are. But as two people have been playing video games for almost all of our lives, we can have all the fucking passing power fantasies and thoughts that we want. But the thing is, we don't act on them. You know, we keep video games in the space that they're intended to. We have our sort of fantastic voyages and Call of Duty and these games, and we play it out there. But like outside of that, like it doesn't leave the video game space. We don't become violent because of what we're doing. We just play the game, you know? But it's almost like a person has inhibitions, you know? Yeah. In the same way that you may have a shitty thought about someone in front of you mm-hmm. and refuse to say it for the, you know, the sake of politeness mm-hmm. or, you know, just because that's a social norm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that that's a simple example of like everyone goes through like an impulse mm-hmm. essentially. And it's the difference between whether or not you act on it because it's like maybe somebody understands consequence. More mm-hmm. often than not, you may have instances where, well, actually in these shootings, these people didn't care about the consequences. Mm-hmm. They were so engrossed by their own hatred that they were going to act on anything. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe it, it's not just like one external factor that's it. But, you know, it's an interesting conversation because to say like what we're finding out from the research is that there isn't a strong correlation or it can't be proved or disproved one mm-hmm. way or another. And I found a really cool article. Uh, this was uh, written by Jane C. Tim uh, on NBC News. It was titled Trump Suggests Video Games to Blame for Mass Shootings. It was a fact-checked article. Mm-hmm. So she actually, this is this is all pulled from her article. So credit to her. Go Give the click. Give the click. James Allen Fox, a Northeastern University criminology professor and author who has written extensively about mass murders, said the attention to violent video games in the aftermath of shootings is an easy scapegoat. Fox said researchers have identified common characteristics of mass murderers or murders, including isolation, failure, and a tendency to blame those failures on other people. Video games appear only anecdotally. The Sandy Hook shooting perpetrator, Adam Lanza, liked violent video games, but he also liked the music video game Dance Dance Revolution, he said. Others, too, don't fit the model. The Las Vegas shooter had no known video game ties, and the Virginia Tech shooter played Sonic the Hedgehog. That violent people may enjoy violent entertainment, Fox said, wasn't surprising. 
but it also wasn't a motivating motivating factor. Quote, if it really was that kind of a cause, given how many millions immerse themselves in video games, we'd have had a lot more problems. End quote, Fox said. I think even as a whole, uh, we as Americans tend to imbibe a lot of violent media, whether it's TV. It's kind of ingrained in our culture. In our music, yeah, or in video games even. And you don't see the number correlation of like, there are millions of people in the world. They're all taking all sorts of media, but the numbers don't correlate to say that, oh, since all these people take in this media, they're all going to react violently as a, as mm-hmm. a response. No, they, they don't. You know, We can all have interest in, in all these things, but it's do we have the proclivity for violence? Are we violent people as it is? You know, Right. So we're, we're hearing over and over, like, if there is a connection, it is so nominal that you can't even consistently say that, yes, this is, there is a correlation between violent mm-hmm. video games and violent behavior. So why... Do violent video games or video games in general get thrown under the bus every time that there is a shooting or event like this? And well, there's a few good reasons actually. Well, my my favorite is because well, blaming video games doesn't lose votes. It doesn't lose no, votes for either Republicans or Democrats. There's no platform based around video gaming. There's no political fervor for it. Yeah, like it, it it's just not a thing that computes. It, it's very different than well, mm-hmm. even the gun debate. It's different than um, abortions mm-hmm. or you know any of that. It, it doesn't hold a lot of stakes, right? Because it's just media. It's just pop yeah. culture. Well, until like fucking Sony's hanging out with like PACs and lobbyists, like you're not going to see a correlation because video games and politics don't go hand in hand like that. There are little things that we see trickle here and there like tariffs you know like okay we're gonna raise tariffs on video games or mm-hmm. we're gonna raise exporting fees on certain countries because of like certain ties here and there and like that's really it we don't see anything else outside of that or we have to raise the age the esrb stuff like that like we see little pockets of it but as a whole like it's not a very politically leaning industry you know? no not at all and there's also that well that stigma still exists that video games are for kids mm-hmm. you know so like uh, immediately that calls to mind when you say that like oh video games are the blame people are like oh shit i only see my kids playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. i should keep them away from it oh my god like you know it, it, we have a huge segment of the population out there that doesn't engage with these things, even though it's a growing industry and it's bigger than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, especially people in power, that are just like, I don't play games. I don't know. Fuck them. That's it. I think it's really easy to blame and point the finger at something right. you don't understand or don't know. You know, it's easy to see a game like Call of Duty, one of the biggest selling franchises year over year, and see the advertising for it. See it at a fucking uh, Super Bowl or see it on major networks mm-hmm. and see the gun violence and see stuff happening there and be like, well, shit, all these kids are playing it. Yeah, it's kids are that. playing it, right? That, yeah. That's like what's in their head. It's like they, like the average person doesn't like think, oh, fuck, this is a regulated industry mm-hmm. that has ratings just like films. Mm-hmm. My kid can't walk into a fucking GameStop and not get Scott fired mm-hmm. <laughs> if he decides to buy GTA San Andreas, you know? Mm-hmm. No, definitely an ID check needs to happen if that dude wants to keep his job. I'm not saying that it's like super, super mandated everywhere, just in the same way that there's probably some 17 year olds out there that are still buying packs of cigarettes and getting away with it mm-hmm. yeah there might be slip through or it might be a situation where it's like oh somebody's older brother exposes their kid to a game like that mm-hmm. but it's still the same thing as like would you be completely fucked up about your kid's psyche if they watch predator <laughs> you know yeah. like would you be like oh my god they're they're ruined for life because they watched uh you know a fucking the, the rock in an r-rated movie or some shit mm-hmm. or or you even look at the fast and furious movies people are slamming cars into each other left and right mm-hmm. just because they're not showing titties and saying the fuck word yeah. doesn't mean that's not, not violent media that has been deemed mm-hmm. okay by a rating board you know so it, it's like one of those things where it's like 
you're right. It's a lack of understanding of what it is. And it's a lack of understanding where I'm seeing this conversation where it's like, yeah, all games are like, you know, shooting in some degree or another. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. those are just the popular ones that you hear yeah. about. There's a lot of different stories out there, like fucking Gone Home or, mm-hmm. or even or the Journey. ones. Yeah, like Journey and shit. People we, are playing Stardew Valley and they're fucking We have a game Switch. like Dreams that is a fucking content creating bastion for people where they can create levels and do anything they want in it. Violent right. or nonviolent, you know? But that's not the conversation being had mm-hmm. because the people that are having this conversation are the ones that understand it the least. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones with the platform going on to fucking, you know, TV and going like, yeah, these things are goddamn violent. And they've only ever seen fucking Mortal Kombat 3 at a bowling alley mm-hmm. once. And they're like, oh, shit, you could uppercut this fucking guy to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, these, these shits are forming minds. And it's like fucking no man no that's not what's happening just listen to somebody Mm -hmm. listen to your researcher but they don't want to hear that no they don't want to get like a popular indie dev on fox news and fucking sit down and talk with them yeah get fucking steve gaynor to sit down and talk about like well my game's about you know Mm -hmm. somebody learning that their sister you know is coming out Mm -hmm. and they're like wait the human condition where's where's the guns where's the white phosphorus yeah right (laughs) like what is this and what comes down to it another thing is that some of the people that are using this as like as using this conversation as a distraction are the ones that are trying to deflect from what we should actually be talking about one our gun regulation Mm -hmm. is entirely lax and inconsistent across states you know what i found out that not all states require a background check at point of sale (laughs) not all states require a background check to buy a fucking gun at point of sale and according to giffords law center quote an estimated 22 percent of u.s gun owners acquired their most recent firearm without a background check yeah wow yeah it's alarming some states do but a lot of them don't have to Mm mm-hmm that's like that's egregious and then it comes down to we also have it where there are legal accessories that you can buy for your semi-automatic weapons to make them fire as if they were automatic Mm -hmm. and they're perfectly legal and it's totally fine i would say that defeats the fucking purpose yeah yeah like Like, why do you need those sort of attachments anyway why do you need that sort of accessibility and usability (laughs) to make a gun more able you know what daniel because what if there's 33 boars in your front lawn? <laughs> 30 to 50. <laughs> 30 to 50 <laughs> boars in your front lawn. And you only had five minutes to take them out before they reach your family. I can't believe we're talking about this fucking meme. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. But that's, made me laugh. that is what it is, though. It is a deflection from the bigger problem. Yeah. And it, the, the thing that needs to be addressed is gun regulation. Yep. Safer gun totally. implementation maybe lesser guns but you have all these people who are like but what about my second amendment gun right well fuck your second amendment gun right if people are getting murdered like don't you want to see lives be protected sure still own a gun we always talk about this but you know make what captain sure- american say we don't trade lives mm-hmm. we don't trade lives i always think about what captain america says he also said that's america's ass that, that is america's ass um yeah no it's one of those things where i feel like if we can protect more people mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not even saying, like, get rid of the guns. That's my solution, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's ever going to happen. It's, it's literally never going to happen. I don't we think that's ever going to happen. We are a nation ingrained in guns. Right. <laughs> like, from the early 1700s. Gods and guns. Marilyn Manson was right. So, like, there's no walking away from that, but I don't think there's anything insane to say, <laughs> why can't we practice safer practices you know why can't people who own guns have to go through background checks or if they were recently like submitted to an like asylum or have mental health problems why can't they go through more rigorous 
processes. You know, why can't mm-hmm. they go through training? Why can't this happen? Why can't that happen? I always bring in my personal anecdote as somebody who had a mentally ill parent who killed themselves with a handgun. Like, why was that something that was so accessible? You have people who are more unwound and more violent than that buying semi-automatic weapons, buying automatic weapons and shooting up public spaces. Right. Why is that okay? Why is that allowed? <laughs> and why is it when the shooting happens, now is not the time to discuss it? Out of respect. No, now's the time yeah. to, talk, to talk about it because we don't have enough time until the next fucking shooting that's around the mm-hmm. corner. That's going to happen next weekend. Mm-hmm. We don't. It's going to happen over and over and it happens the most in this fucking country. Yeah. yeah, you're not seeing it happen in Sweden. You're not seeing it happen in Japan, China, Russia. Like... It, United States has the consistently highest numbers annually for, like, gun violence. And it's been pointed out, (laughs) all of these countries play video games as much, or if not more, Mm -hmm. than the U.S. does. In Mm -hmm. fact, Korea does. and They have way less gun violence than we do. So, what is happening here, actually? Mm -hmm. I can tell you one thing that I almost feel pretty certain about. It's not video games. Mm -mm. It is not video games. I think it's just abhorrent laws that Mm -hmm. are too lax, and... Just the amount of access that's given. Mm-hmm. The amount of access is why we have gun crimes. And it also doesn't help that our president is a white supremacist. Well, I was going to say, when you have like a figurehead who's propagating hate on a yeah. daily... On the daily, really, and people are kind of leeching to that, you have him being violent and like racist and making remarks to people in his own rallies you know when people get kicked out he's fucking making snide remarks and this and that and like his supporters fervent as they are you know they latch onto that they latch onto the words he says his fucking xenophobia his hate speech so once again we're we're sitting here having to defend video games of all fucking things Mm -hmm. while the real conversation gets kind of steamrolled because fox news won't air it no and i mean it will never get addressed in a way that we feel is deemed right because well special interest groups pcs yeah Yeah. the nra spends so much money keeping these legislators marching with them you know keeping people in congress making sure that their bills pass and that there aren't bans or regulations i think it's just really uncomfortable to have to get used to mass shootings being a signature of american life you know, we have baseball, <laughs> we have hot dogs, we have cookouts, and we have mass shootings in public spaces. It's almost like that is America's new pastime. Right. And, like, that's just not okay. That doesn't make me feel comfortable to live here, you know? No, not mm-hmm. at all. Not at all. And until that gets addressed, I'm always going to feel that way. I remember this is the time when I was working... Well, this is a few years back, actually, and they mm. I think they've since walked back on it, but Starbucks had an open carry policy oh with, like, with handguns and firearms where people were allowed to walk in. They could have, like, a gun on their belt. They could have it wherever. They were allowed to have it in that space, but I think they since walked back on that policy because a lot of partners and employees were like, I'm uncomfortable with this. Like, yeah, this is, I don't feel safe. Like, there's no reason that somebody should be able to walk in with a rifle or a handgun or anything into a place just to get coffee, you know? No, not at all. And somebody that would carry around a weapon like that, it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you actually doing? It happens a lot at, like, bars, too. Like, I couldn't imagine having to work at a bar and having to worry about that sort of, like, factor, you know, that people could get into a bar argument and then at any moment, because they're allowed to have a gun in that space, somebody pulls out and starts a bar fight and shoots somebody, you know? I got a better one for you. <laughs> We're going to PAX mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. end of this month. Oh, my God. One of the biggest gatherings mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. for a gaming event. In this fucking country, at PAX Prime, no less, Mm -hmm. the originator, could you imagine if somebody got in and just fucking Mm -hmm. unloaded 
And what, what's going to be the story when both of us get gunned down in mm-hmm. front of, you know, the cyberpunk booth? Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining that's exactly... Yeah. Or at the Skybridge, actually, probably trying to buy some Dark Horse merchandise. Yeah. And there's a politician just making excuses going, it's the video games that mm-hmm. did it. And of course it happened at a video game event. It's not the guns. Mm-hmm. And then if the story is, oh, well, the shooter actually got access, like drove to fucking Nevada to get mm-hmm. to the semi-automatic. And apparently the the gun the gun dealer had a gut check and was just like, no, nah, he looks all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this young man looks all right. He says he's going to a gaming event at the end mm-hmm. of the month. Right on. Different sort of gaming. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly fucking hell i just i don't want to see another situation like that where public spaces are being invaded and desecrated with violence and the response is well thoughts and prayers well it's this not that when it clearly is the bigger thing no i'd be dead on the ground Mm. i would actually uh in that moment i would say god damn it i really really wish we just ran a few more background checks that's Mm. all that's all is that so is that so terrible is that so fucking terrible it's on it gets under my skin like i guns are one of those things where it's like i don't i won't harsh or mellow if you like to shoot hunt do your own thing i'm actually yeah. always wanted to go to a gun rage and learn how to shoot and hunt myself i don't think there's anything wrong with owning a gun and i think that's fine like it's your amendment right do what you will with it do it in safe places if you have one at home keep it away from your kids you know if you're gonna teach that to them teach them that safely it is what it is but i think the deflection isn't okay and i think if we're gonna have people who are gonna go to the lengths that they need to go to to commit such fucking heinous crimes we need to be able to stop them through legislation mm-hmm. or processes because like you said if somebody cannot get a gun in a state more readily they'll go to a different one mm-hmm. there needs to be like a checks and balance with it where like these things are being stopped yeah definitely i i bite my tongue a lot in this issue because i feel like you know especially we live in washington and mm-hmm. even though like seattle may be pretty progressive like around it we mm-hmm. definitely like there's you know a pretty red mindset mm-hmm. where it's like i got my guns and i got my god i got my bible the, the whole thing and then like I'm, I'm not gonna harsh anybody's fucking mellow about yeah. certain things but it's one of those things that like yeah it makes me uncomfortable that we have such an uh, infatuation with gun culture to the point that we want to mm-hmm. own it like it's cool in like a fucking movie or whatever but it's like i think it's a lot less cool if you're like, well, like a, hoarding multiple semi-automatics in your house it's beyond obsession it seems like a hyper fetishization of it like yeah, we yeah. have this fucking fetish and craze for guns and violence and we got people like you know sitting there thinking that they're the hero of their own story and they're just itching to to step up and save the day and it's like are you really fucking saving the day especially if like you know your nephew shows up grabs that gun decides to blast up his school Mm -hmm. like that's like i'm not saying things to be fucking glib i'm saying these are Mm -hmm. things that have happened Mm -hmm. people have access to this shit and i Mm -hmm. feel like we need to be absolutely more mindful and just put more lines in the sand about like Mm -hmm. we don't want this to happen anymore we want people to feel safe in this country and they don't right now so why aren't we fixing that why are we just saying thoughts and prayers why are we just fucking filibusting mm-hmm. why are we just saying that it's call of duty's fault you, you need to man the fuck up and get that legislature in there that's it like uh, that's it at the end of the day we've, we've talked about this so many fucking times we talked about this after the jacksonville shooting we talked about this after the parkland shooting we've talked about this time and time and time again i'm sick of talking about it yeah we're sick and tired and we don't want to be scared anymore Listen to that. You like that, honestly. And we should vote with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember the climate that this fucking administrator created for us. Mm-hmm. You know, like we live in a time where it, we feel unsafe to be us. 
We, I feel unsafe to be American. Well, I definitely do think like there's a certain climate that's been incubated with the current administration, but like yeah. whether it's d- Democrat or Republican, there's always been fervent gun support for yeah, the NRA, always. for the industry, and like always. that's been unshakable. There were plenty of shootings under Obama's administration. Oh, like, you're right. There's, Sandy Hook, Aurora, all that stuff. It's a failure in everyone's part. Yeah. It's a failure in everyone's part that we voted mm-hmm. in the office because they're not doing enough about it, mm-hmm. you know? So that's all. It sucks because another, the next one. something like this is going to happen. They're going to blame violent media again. Yep. And like I said, yeah, violent media and all that stuff can influence people, but it's like we have the propensity to know right from wrong and know where the fantasy lies and to leave it on the TV, you know, to yeah. leave it in our minds and not act out with it. But the people who are, they're the sort of people who are going to do it anyway, whether they saw fucking somebody playing Call of Duty or whether they spent the week watching Friends. Like they're just unwell, unwound people. I can guarantee you the El Paso shooter did not walk into that store with fucking Fortnite on his mind. Mm-mm. Okay? So let's get that fucking myth out of the way and actually focus on what matters. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Daniel. That was a heavy one. Yeah. I had a beer and got real sober real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's a sobering conversation. It's a very it's, sobering it's, conversation. It's, it's, it's a conversation that we have to keep revisiting it yeah. time and time again. And yeah. Just get our two-piece in there. I don't yeah. think video games do it, man. That's it. I mean, yeah. That's it. Video games are violent. There's a power fantasy, you know? Being deacon out there in the fucking PNW and hacking people up and all that shit, it's fun. But, like, that's when I'm deke, you know? When I take off my deke skin and I'm Daniel, I'm chill. Yeah. You're not deke. No. You're not not a smelly MC guy. (laughs) Living out there with the freakers. Hanging out with dogs to get to his his one-armed friend. No, that's what you're doing. I just hang out with you and my cat. It's it's a little more subdued. Mm. There's there's Deschutes beer, but you know it's a different sort of lifestyle. Is Deschutes from out in Oregon? Yeah, we went to the brewery when we went out there for my birthday. It was like a restaurant, though. It was. It was a, it was, a, it was a restaurant, nice. and then there was a brewery attached to it. Oh, it was man. very cool. That was probably yeah, like we one of go the nicest places. Yeah. We gotta go back to Portland. We should, we, should, we should run some motorcycles, head out there Roadhog style. Fuck and do the yeah, thing, man. brother. Oh my God. Can we do like the constant like voice chat? Yeah, 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 Dan, Daniel, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get on the road. We'll get on the road. We'll get on the road. Hey, I gotta stop at the Seven Eleven real quick. I really get a good jerky. Ooh, big jerky. Ooh, tasty jerky. I can smell it. Oh god, I can taste it. Oh, Deke. Oh man. Well, how do we wrap this up? Uh, just like that. That was it. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your ears. Thanks mm-hmm. for putting up with mm-hmm. us. And if you want to check us out on Twitter, find us at Save Room Show. Mm. I've been putting up some some Claire Bear gifts. Claire Redfield, my it's one and true bay. Some Pikachu art. And some Pikachu art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I did a little, you like my smoking Pikachu? I always forget that you're like an artist. I am an artist. There I'm were, an artist in more way than one. There was a time we were working the, the, the glitch booth and you did a, a claptrap drawing. That's right. It was so good. I was like, holy shit, there's a yeah. hidden talent in this man I've known for years. But yeah, You know, I I just am an auteur, an artiste. I can those hands sculpt? It. Are those sculpting hands? I can, yeah, they can sculpt. <laughs> <laughs> If you get me some mashed potatoes, I can make a little circus. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, I want to draw more just sad and just disheveled Pokemon. I should draw more as we lead up to the release of Pokemon. You should, you should uh, go through the original 151. You want to go through <laughs> one Pokemon a day? Just smoking a cigarette? Every uh, single one of them? Jared Shu, I think you can find him at Queso Bros on Twitter. He was doing a thing where he was drawing like a Pokemon a day. And like they oh, were like, yeah. they were cutesy and they were minimalistic, but like I really dug it. He does good He does good art. Yeah. He's a cool dude. He's a kind of funny best friend. Mm-hmm. I want him to uh, to love me, but he, he won't. He won't. He, he keeps me at a distance. He does. He does. Like most of your lovers. Yeah. I tried to jump at his mentions and he's just like, nah, bro. 
Nah, <laughs> don't be that reply guy. Nah, I just can't help it, dude. Yeah. Sometimes there's, there's bearded boys out there, and I, I got to support them. What do you think this is about? Oh, shit. <laughs> I wondered. I wondered yeah, what yeah, this yeah, three-year long con was yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It's a big long con. It's a long con. I'm just trying to get that, that, that good MeUndies money, man, and then we can finally hit the open world <laughs> with our fucking Harleys. I like it. We're it's a sound it. plan. It's better it. than any plan I've got. We're so. going to be wearing the save room cut. They're going to have to make a new one for us. <laughs> it's going to be good. Well, they're going to have a style for you that's more like boxer brief. In mine, that's just free-flowing boxer. Because nice. I like boxers. You like boxers? Yeah. No, I like boxer brief. I know In you case do. I want to get into a fucking like, kick fight. <laughs> Kickboxing fight. No loose clothing. It's like um, what they say in the uh, the Incredibles. No capes. Because like things like that can get snagged. Right. Just as bad as boxers, man. Oh, my skinnies? That's why they're all stretchy. Yeah. They got to stretch for that good old fucking kick fight that's going to happen <laughs> one of these days. One of these days it's going to go down and these, these runners are going to become gunners. Oh, that's inappropriate for the rest of this episode. Oh, anyway, wow. good night, everybody. <laughs> Why does he do this to me? He always does this to me. He leaves me at an awkward point. I'm leaving. Bye.